Hey guys, in place of a regular episode today, we are going to be doing our first ever rewind episode, which is basically a really cheap way for me to keep giving you guys material. We're going to reuse and recycle um, an old episode and we're going to represent it to you. Um, just like any other company or media company, we are just reusing the same thing. So I don't feel that bad. Uh, no, today what we're going to be doing is we're going to, um, because we're about to hit episode 113, I thought it would be appropriate to go back to the, not the first episode, but probably the first episode where I think we really hit our stride as a show. Um, it was the first time I met Lola Savage and Austin Blythe, and our friendship has grown immensely since then. Um, they've been really instrumental in everything we've done here. So I thought it would be an appropriate episode to go back and watch. It's like two hours long, and honestly, we got shit-faced that night. Um, I've told this story before on the podcast, but after that episode, we actually went to his house, um, and they had this huge party. Not huge. It was medium-sized party. Huge for me because I'm a <laughs> homebody. Um, but I remember just getting so shit-faced because we were drinking whiskey and then beer and blunt, 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 blunt. And... I got so drunk I had to leave like an hour in, um, which is really embarrassing. But uh, and then me and Molly were driving back, and I had to throw up, and I threw up right in front of a church, lost my glasses, and uh, I had to go back in the morning and find them. And thankfully they were unscathed. They're actually the same pair of glasses that I'm wearing today. Um, so, anyways, Lolo Savage, Austin Blythe, um, shout out to them. They're the best. Uh, please enjoy this episode. It was a good time, um, and. Um, you know, we're going to be doing stuff with them more in the future, so I think this is a good one to do. All right, I'll stop rambling. Here's the episode. <laughs> okay, okay, now we got it. Now that I know they can see me, I'm just going to keep looking at you guys. All right, let's give this a run. Hello, everybody. Welcome. I am very excited today to um, be joined by my two guests. Um, we have here in the studio today, Lolo Savage from Des Moines. What's right? up, everybody? What's up? Oscaloosa. Oscaloosa, actually, yeah. I be living in Des Moines now. A lot of people think I'm from Des Moines, but I'm actually from Oscaloosa, Iowa. I'm straight out of the 641. I got it tattooed on my chest so everybody know it. Uh, for real. Alright, and we're joined by uh, his man- manager, right? White? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Austin Black. And he's also Here, the CEO of my... Okay, yeah. I'll just speak up a little bit. But yeah, my name's Austin Black. I'm the manager of Stutterbox Productions, which is Lolo Savage's very own label. He's done a lot for us, and I'm excited to hear him tell his story today. Yeah. Oh, shit. <laughs> Damn. Are we all good? Oh yeah, I think we're good. Um, as always, um, the McAllister Hours is off to a rocky start. Um, that's how it usually goes here. <laughs> Still amateurs, you know, drinking some whiskey, having a good time. For real, um, my second time on camera before and like talking into a mic on camera, I'm like, I don't know. Yeah. So I was going to ask you that. Have you ever, this is your first podcast or what? Um, this what is like my first podcast like this, but I did do an interview for uh, Cluster Funk. I saw they that. we're going to do a festival and everything. Yeah, that was more like a... Oh no! I feel like we're here to talk about a lot of things today, and there it was just like directly talk about me and my music, like yeah, what I could yeah. do, what I'm doing for them, and about like it was just about something real specific. Yeah, I mean it's a different format, definitely. Mm-hmm. You know, just like a sit down interview versus long form podcast. Um, well, we're gonna play some music. Um, some of the music of Lolo Savage. It's pretty tight. Um, 
pretty heavy bars, um, which is personally what I think is one of the best traits about hip-hop is, you know, no offense to anybody in the game, but one of the things that really just kind of irks me is when people don't have the bars. They don't have that material presented, and you seem to have that, and I really like that. I but, appreciate that. Yeah, great. Um, but before we get into that... Um, I want to talk about some of your background like uh what's what's your upbringing like uh what kind of environment were you raised in um how old are you your name just kind of the basics kind of give us um those who might not know who lolo savage is give yeah, us a rundown yeah. of who you are uh my name obviously i go by the name of lolo savage my name is lauren park so i ain't got no problem with everybody knowing that uh i come from oscaloosa i was already talking about that uh I come from like a whole different type of place than I feel like what most rappers come from, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm really from the country. Like, I grew up with like a bunch of racist shit. I mean, like, <laughs> I mean, like, I came to high school one day with uh, KFC for lunch and I had to hear about it for like two weeks why I didn't have grape soda and watermelon with me, you know what I'm saying? And then, like, there was a couple other black kids in the school earlier in my years, but they got kicked out and everything. And so, like, it was like me by myself. I dealt with like a lot of racist shit. Like, I lost a best friend at a very young age when I was oh, only damn. 10. He, he got shot and killed. It really, like, messed me up. I was on medication oh, when I was fuck. nine. I was on taking Adderall. And so it's like, I, I, and then, like, you know, like, it's like being like that and then, like, the area I came from, it just really messed me up and it made me to be a whole different type of person. Like, my whole life has been a race battle. That's literally what it's Damn. been, being like from both sides. And then like, I grew up the way I did, you know, you hear my bars, you could tell I'm a trap rapper. I had a felony, I got a deferred judgment, which is lucky for me, but fucking like, I took that felony when my stepdad was still a cop. You know what I'm saying? And most people don't know that my first stepdad was a cop, and then my second stepdad was a cop. Oh, damn. Yeah, they don't, and they don't know that. Like, he was, he was not fucking with it when he was like, are you fucking, like, you know what I'm saying? When I'm in jail, he was, he was not happy. He didn't talk to me for a long minute. Damn. Well, we were talking about that kind of before the show a little bit, um, about cops. It's interesting how, you know, there are people who are just really trying to, you know, do the right thing and, you know, get a job and, you know, some people who just aren't. And it's very, it's an interesting line, you know. For real. And he's. A weird lined person. <laughs> I mean, like, I mean, like, it, if you meet him right off the bat and you're somebody like me, you probably gonna hate the guy. But if you lived around him, like, I mean, I'm family with the man, and so we've done shit for each other. That's what family does. And so, like, and like, he's he's grown from the things that I've told him before. Like years ago, when they found out I was smoking weed for the first time, I snapped. He took all my shit. But oh, now yeah. he takes CBD oils. And he's not really? so against it, you know what I'm saying? Mm. He's like, well, if it, he's more like, well, if it was legal, I think I'd be all right with it. When before it was like, I hate that shit. And that's the problem is I think a lot of people feel like that. Mm -hmm. Like even you know people I you know, not to get into me, but I come from a family of like very like military based, like you know law abiding citizens. You know, mm -hmm. I think even they would like entertain the idea if it was legal. He's a veteran too, so is my mom. Oh, wow. Both him and my mom fought in Desert Storm and Desert Shield. They're like hardcore Republicans. He walks around the house with this "Make America Great Again" shirt. Like <laughs> it's a it's a hard battle between us. But I mean, like I know that at the end of any day, him being a cop or not, like he wouldn't take me to jail. He wouldn't do it. No, he's been around Dope. some situations oh. that, like, maybe, like, 
that are borderline pushing when he, when he wasn't a cop, even after retirement. He's just had to deal with some like stupid shit between us and our friends, and he's handled it really well. He's seen our, our friends passed out in the driveway of Lauren's apartment's car. <laughs> Fucking Kurt passed like, out in the car. What's, what's going Fucking on? Fucking JJ yelling and like screaming, having to cop. go to jail. Me and pa <laughs> JJ came causing a ruckus one time, and me and Pedro beat him up and everything. I thought the cops were going to get caught, so I called my parents. I was like, yo, you got to get up here before Please show up here. <laughs> and like, Stutterbox yeah. homie shit, you, you know? know? Sometimes Damn. you just gotta teach them a lesson. But For we real. all good. We all and good. Yeah, they always, they always got my back, bro. The, those two, it, like, they always got my back. I don't know if it's because he loves me or if it's because he loves my mom, but if it's just because he loves my mom, I'm cool with that because she's the most important person in my life. You know what I'm saying? Hey, no, that's respect right there. Um, so we're in relation, what was the time you say group again? Oski? Oski, Oski, Oskaloosa, but we call it Oski. Okay, well, we're in. Excuse me, we're in relation to Des Moines. That um, we're like an hour and fifteen minutes, like southeast. Okay, yeah, we southeast. I always stick shit. Uh, he's even from farther out. Yeah, I'm oh, from damn. a town called What Cheer. <laughs> What cheer Iowa? You pass what it cheer? going to like Iowa City, you see the what cheer Iowa exit. I don't get and it. We, Iowa and City. we pronounce it watch here. Tell tell them a little bit about watch here, like how so big it watch is. Watch here watch here is like it was a thousand people probably when I was a kid, but now it's like it's dimmed down. And this city is a bunch of crackheads and it's a bunch of heritage crackheads. Oh, like my yeah. family has deep roots there. Like my, my uncle was the mayor for years. My other my step family runs the fairgrounds and shit, so like all the heritage that's in that town is crazy, but it's just like, and then there's crackheads, the dub scene, Watch Your Iowa is a crazy place. But that's why we I spent a lot of time more. there too. Like that's why, like how we got connected. I had a friend that lived like right across, uh, across the way in this town called Delta, and we got connected through each other musically. I actually hated Blythe when I first met him. I fucking hated him. Uh, multiple parties when I was drunk as fuck, where I was like, man, I want to fight this motherfucker. He was a wrestler. I was a basketball player. I think <laughs> I think that was the biggest difference. Then we both have them die like it, you don't want to get into a rose battle with us because we will flame the <laughs> we, we decided they're like it's better to team up and we're some real individuals and we caught on to that like pretty quick for, he's done a lot for me Blythe is the only person outside of my mother that when I was in like the deepest depression of my life and really felt like I was nothing that ever saw any good and success in me that I never saw myself and that's why he's my fucking manager and like my brother like, yeah so I wanted to get into that um so, like, what's your relationship? Like, you said you're his manager. How's that relationship yeah, so work? Like, what's your job? Like, what do you do? Honestly, as his manager, Lauren, mostly, I feel like my job is to try to look out for him. I try to, like, give my advice, and I, like, talk him up, too. When he first started getting into the rap stuff, like, he never wrote anything down. It was all freestyles, and it was all good, and he kept trying to go off that. But I just told him one day that, like, he needs to start writing his stuff down. He has talent. If he can do that all the, off the top of his head and we get him like the beats that we need that we that we can progress and then and I ne I didn't believe him though I gotta cut sorry <laughs> I didn't believe him for like the first like hundred times he told me that he told me and that a lot we weren't we weren't at a spot where we could like just deliver right away we didn't have the engineers we didn't have like the connections yet we didn't we even know like, anybody exactly. we had no we, we didn't even know an engineer we, so Stutterbox Productions was my dream as like an EDM event organization. I want to throw concerts. Okay. But then also, as it went along, like we did the EDM stuff first, Lauren started progressing himself even more, like by himself. That's why I'm his manager, but mostly I'm like his homie. I'm looking out for him. I like, I'm here, I see his dream, 
and I'm going to do stuff in the future that's like going to take care of him because I've been around the organization for two years now. He's I've, smarter than me too. <laughs> I like that. that that's ways, a huge re- for ways. real. But there's a lot of ways I'm smarter than Blythe. There's a lot of ways he's smarter than me. And the best thing is he's not afraid to have me be just as smart as him. He's not that prideful. I'm not so yeah. prideful. I will share all my information with him, and he'll do the same for me, so we can build off of each other. Because like oh, yeah. we know that we're in this together. I will never sign with nobody. Send me whatever the fuck you want. I'm not paying nobody for shit. I'm with Stutterbox forever. Like that's it. Yeah, it's uh, like, a good balance to have. For real. Yeah. We started this from literal nothing not even knowing anybody with a fucking microphone to record like, us. i'm from watch here and now i have arguably like the second largest like edm concert organization company wow. in des moines like and that's just happened over two years just our dreams just us Holy manifesting shit. like not gonna lie fake it till you make it happen and then we started popping off we brought national artists in who played big festivals all over like i've connected i still talk to them like Jeez. so the connections that we've made and like the position that we're in we know that this is fate. Like it's happened. There's no way that we should. We be knew doing it was this. fate. We both have talked yeah, about it, how dude, we knew like, ever dude. since we were little kids. We were like, man, we are gonna pop at something. We're gonna be great at something. And we, he tried to be great at basketball. He was really great at basketball. I was pretty uh, good at wrestling too. Great. I was really good at powerlifting. Exactly. But we were never good enough, and it was never there. And once we started doing this, it was just like. This is a fucking yeah. it. This is fucking it. And we know we got... Everything falls into place for us now. That's what they don't get. When that, so we get so much hate from people. I think it's because we're not from here and they don't like like our like we got it attitude. We know we don't got it. We got our morals straight, but we act yeah. like that because we know exactly where we're fucking going. And we're not scared to take every L that we got to take along the way. Um, so, so you're in the EDM. Uh, do you know Koi Fresh? Or Koi Fish, Koi, I think? Koi Fish, yeah, I know Koi Fish. Sloan? James yeah. Sloan. He's so actually he coming had... on on Thursday. Nice, nice. Yeah, I actually I know just him. had him for my last show that we were able to have for the coronavirus. He played um, our after party. Okay. So, yeah, dude, I, li- I like Sloan. He's, yeah, he's I know him from a while He's back. coming up, like, he, and there's a lot of young DJs in the EDM scene. I'm not going to, like, get too much into that. But yeah. I, I like No, I, I do like, to, uh, as a rapper, dude, if anybody going to see this podcast and want to know about me, the EDM scene is important to me. Because me, I have a dream to start... I want to start uh, my trap house event. I want to turn it into a fucking festival, right? And we bring a lot of trappy EDM DJs and house DJs. Oh, and yeah. I want to instill the environment well, that EDM has introduced uh-huh, yeah. me to. Exactly. Yeah. Nobody goes to a rap festival and you see them fucking buying camping tickets. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and that's when the real connection happens. Yeah. That's where yeah. the real fucking fun starts. And like, they don't get that. There's no fucking community standpoint. It's all, well, we make this and we make that. And For like, real. Yeah, like, and Des Moines in general, like, like when it comes to a community standpoint so many people want to do their own things where they don't understand like if Des Moines wants to break out into like a Chicago market a Milwaukee market people are going to have to start working together instead of being pissed about who did the next thing and if they did it mildly successful when we could all be doing stuff successful exactly. all be supporting each other's stuff and like when I first came into the scene that's what we were doing we kept going out we kept, uh, we supported everything, and we went balls to the wall at their event. We brought energy. We brought as much as we could, but then, like, little bullshit gets in the way. People, people are pick, afraid. Yeah, people yeah. want to pick fights on Facebook For all real. the time, which is, like, a big thing. But they don't it's wanna, unprofessional. Like, they don't want to yeah. understand, like, another situation. And then when they finally, like, there's been multiple occasions where people come at Lauren, 
and then like Lauren explains the situation. They're like, "Oh, I'm sorry, man," but then Lauren's just like, "Fuck you! You should have been listening." <laughs> exactly, like, yeah. and then, and then they're like, "Wow, you're such a dick and such a piece of shit." And it's like, nigga, I knew I didn't like you in the fucking first place. I'll tell you what, I've always had something about me. It's like with the dogs. I told you about dogs love me because they know I love them. Yeah. If I'm around you for the first time and I don't like you, I know I don't like you. There's people that's not around us now that like started getting into the study box shit where I was like, "I don't fuck with him." I don't know yeah. why, but I don't fuck with them. I feel it in my stomach. And like, that's what, fuck them people. If they if they didn't believe me and they didn't listen to me about how good of a person I tell them I am on the first basis, I'm not going to sit here and try to prove it to you all the time. If you yeah, like, yeah. If, if you show me love and you show me loyalty, you show me respect, you get it all right back. And you get it just the same, maybe even more sometimes. But people never want to do that. Well, and you know, it's just petty when people are, you know, picking up fights. We got to realize we're in Des Moines, Iowa. You know, oh, trying man. to make it it's in the music industry. So we got like, <laughs> and it's it's like, and the Des Moines, there's so, the roots are deep in Des Moines, and the crazy thing is, the people who are being petty are all five to seven to ten years older than I am. I'm 24. I just wanted to come in and have fun. Like, <laughs> yeah, uh, right. Stutterbox Productions was all about bringing the culture that I traveled around festivals for two years and bringing it home. And I wanted to party with the people at home. And it was like that at first. But then just like, it just gets so petty because, I don't know, it's crazy. The scene is crazy. I feel but we're because trying to we change got, that. We got year. the same dream now. Like, yeah, I may be exactly. trying to work with like, we want Stutterbox is the point. Stutterbox is the dream, not just grow. EDM and or help, rap. And stu- we, I will, we want to Iowa to grow and just fucking like. There's so many artists here. EDM yeah, and rap like exactly. that. Exactly. And they're That's the so thing. spread out. And then they don't connect. They don't make music together. There's so much potential. Mm-hmm. We need to figure it out. Okay, it so this is a great conversation, but before we get so, any deeper, uh, I want to yeah, play yeah, some music. Yeah. So, yes, yes. Okay, awesome. Awesome. Um, Which one are we playing first? We're going to do What the Fuck, or WTF, I guess. Uh, yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, if it's deciding to play, what the fuck? Maybe. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. That's all right. It gives me time to get my Instagram open. Maybe we won't have music. What the fuck is going on? Lolo Savage Freestyle. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Socks, boots, and a hat. It don't make sense, but it flows, so it's a rap. I like bananas for breakfast. Not just for a snack. I eat the whole damn bunch. <laughs> I just Cause I can sit at home and make the same amount. 
go to jail, I ain't worried about the bail, don't say nothing in the mail, you can't let them know your alias, ain't no baby shit, we coming up, ain't no niggas running up, they ain't dumb enough, nah, I got niggas on that savage shit, they ain't with it, that shit, we just grew up trapping, bitch, don't trust another nigga, cause they always on that ranch and shit, snitching all they rent and shit, don't wanna see me come up off you rapping, bitch, yeah, but I've been grinding on That's good shit, though. That oh. And real shit, real shit. That's yeah. what I love about Lawrence music is because I promise you, everything that he talks about, he's been about. It's happened. Facts. Yeah. So, like, I've grown yeah. as a person. A lot of a lot of my music, you know, talks a little bit more wild. Like, this song just released this year. It just came out on our platform. Yeah, so but. how long ago did you drop this? Uh, just we dropped it. It just dropped, dropped a, yeah, April third. But did you drop a single before? I dropped an open verse yeah, single too. That verse. almost got like a thousand plays. I dropped the open verse single on SoundCloud and because I was trying to find somebody. Yeah, to pick yeah. up, pick up another. Verse and then and I just that. ended up with Dutcho, and Dutcho was like, "I want to write a song for that." And Dutcho mm-hmm. makes fire and, music. Yeah, and he makes there unique music too, like unique music that I hear from like Chicago, like that G Herbo type sound too. So it was really good. Like, and that different kind you make of real music too, yeah, and so it's like so like soulful. But yeah, pre Dutch though. That's really um. So how long have you known this guy then, Dutch Um, I don't know him too well. I put him on my trap house show oh, okay. back in uh, July last year. It was okay. my first trap house He's show wild. that I did. I like that. He's, He's so wild for he real. Pushes. He pushes, and I he, like that about him. He man. really, he really cut like that. Like I'm not gonna say a bunch of shit about him because I. I ain't yeah. really like close, close with him like that. Like I'm not gonna say we were homies, but dude was cool, and I he's got mad talent, and I wanted him to be successful. So, um, yeah, great check. Let's play this next one here. I was really banging to this one at work the other day. I cleaned. This is so. this is the first track. We really went all out. Like, I love this track. This oh, so this is the first one you put out. That's why I thought. First one I released. I'm going there. crazy. I'm going crazy. Just had me a baby. I'm stuck on probation. Niggas is shady. Just trying to get famous. They cannot play me. Pull up and I slay shit. I'm going crazy. I'm going crazy. Just had me a baby. I'm stuck on probation. Niggas is shady. Just trying to get famous. They cannot play me. Yeah. Bitch, I'm alive. Young nigga on the rise. Yeah. I cannot die. I have tried too many times. Always seem to survive. Man, I ain't trying to see my mama cry. Swear I'm running out of life. I am just a different type. Tell all my homies to slide. I'ma get mine. What's mine is yours. You are a door. Trying to put us out on tour. I've been ready for a war. This life is not nice anymore. Smile in your face because you are poor. Conform. But they can put you in the morgue. History repeat. Y'all is a bore. Got my ass sleepy at night with some whores. I'm ready for change. Not with a rain. No blood. No gust. Peace. I gave up on a peace. All I really want is peace. I'm at the end so I had to leave. But I only fell on a beat. Then I turned to a freak. This is shit they tryna leak. On my page they got a creep. Other rappers wanna link. I ain't even at my peak, bitch. Other rappers wanna link, bitch. That felt good, right? Yeah, I ain't even at my peak. And still I go crazy. Just have me a baby. These niggas they shady, but they cannot play me. Yeah, bitch I go crazy. I'm stuck on probation. Just trying to get famous. Yeah, it's catchy. Uh, catchy. I like it. <laughs> can I, I can, can I talk a little more in depth yeah. about this song? Okay. Okay. All right. So first of all, I'm gonna this. Uh, I'm gonna say this piece real quick. So when I went to jail, took my felony. 
go to jail. I get out of jail. I see that I'm charged with four. So, so why don't you go into that first? Because I was listening to the song. I was asking about that. Okay. Information. So exactly. what happened? So, uh, you want me to tell yeah, you more go, in depth? Yeah, go into it. Tell, tell us All right, happened. well... I don't want to go too in depth. Most of the homies already separated their ways and shit. But like, I mean, you want to start at the beginning. We was 15. We got loud for the first time. We was like, "What the fuck is this? This weed?" We started serving. Next thing you know, we trapping heavy as fuck. We 19 and shit like that. Uh, one night we got raided. Cops came in. Mahaska County Sheriff's Department search warrant. I was like, "Oh fuck!" And then they, what really fucked us is like they found like separate little pills because like, we just yep. used to take pills and shit for fun so they got that and then they got the bud and then they charged us different for the wax so i'm sitting here with four felonies and i'm like bro Holy i was shit. just like fuck and then i started kind of bonkering now they're like this dude's crazy they tack me cuff me throw me in a car take me to the hospital and they said they're gonna take me to a psych ward i spent two days in the hospital under police guard and then they say, uh, they red flag me when they go to release me. And they're like, you didn't return to the probation office. So I have a warrant for my arrest. Although I've been under police guard the whole time. But then they, she wrote me up for a bunch of different violations. So then they take me back to jail. I got to remind everybody, though, that there was a really cool cop that did get a cigarette for me and let me smoke a cigarette. <laughs> before I but, uh, yeah, for real, though. But like, and then so I get out and everything and then they stick me with five years of probation is what they sentenced me to. And I had seventy two hundred dollars in fines. Like, I mean, a lot of fucking money. You know what I'm saying? If I had all that money right now and I would have had to pay it all to get off probation, I can only imagine what I would have done for my career. And let me let me tell you, my boy, he wasn't really living out there either. So he took these charges. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he took these charges when he had no legal right to be living out there. He was just staying out there. Oh, yeah, I could have snitched and got off scot-free. Oh, yeah. They, they were trying to, to get me too, bro. I could have I could have just snitched and got off completely hey. scot-free, dog. So yeah. that's why if we ever if we ever hear, like, people people talking, like, that's one of our biggest things. If anybody ever says that to us, if anybody says that to Lauren, our group, we, it's just like we're ready to smack you the next time we see you. For real? Yeah, I don't want to like put anybody. In oh the yeah, no, I'm not trying to like put any <laughs> anybody like specific nobody, nobody on blast. It's just it's like when, when like people like there's people that'll be like, oh, I bet you snitch and shit like that. Oh, you probably tell your stepdad. Well, go. my stepdad was not supporting me, bro. That shit did not. He was about to run for sheriff. He could support a felon. So then what? So that I I might be a huge reason he didn't get elected sheriff. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, I, fuck that though, dude. If I tell you I ride for my niggas, I ride for my niggas. Like, I, I done done some stupid ass shit, bro. Some stupid wild shit that I never had to do in the place that I was from. Like, running into houses and stealing TVs and shit for no reason. So, I know. That was wild. But then, like, I'll know, and then, like, we got into the music and everything after that. You know, like, this song holds fucking weight to me. This is like that song for me i mean like you know it's like it, it used to be completely different too it used to be i have a second uh -huh. verse that was mine but me and fillmore got into the studio together and it's like he's the reason the real reason for that song changed so much but like the verse still i kept the verse the same like i mean like i've been ready for a war this life is not nice anymore smile in your face because you are poor conform but they go put you in the morgue history repeat y'all is a bore you know what i'm saying like i'm not about to conform to the same type of shit that everybody conforming to and be that same thing i'm not gonna let any type of anything define me as a person besides myself and who i want to be like this song is like and like i'm i'm ready to fucking fight anybody i have to to get anything like to get what I want out of this like I'm ready to Damn. go at it if, if somebody's against me and wants to block my path to success I will put you out of my fucking way
And so, just and just another quick shout out for that song because like Austin Fillmore came in, he added his verse, he came in, he helped Lauren a lot just for oh, that. Yeah. But another big shout out goes to Dallas Nicholson. He mm. is running yeah, he's the one who like he was messaging us. He said he really wanted this song to be the song that like he first engineered. He wanted to oh, show damn. what it was worth and like he did, dude. Like that whole song he, he did engineered do mad it perfectly. To it. So like Dallas, yeah, if you ever need some like hip hop engineering done, he knows what he's doing. For like, real. If you ever need a feature from somebody who's gonna be famous, then you yeah, better hit up Austin Fillmore because yeah. his music is and amazing. He's working so oh, hard. every day, every minute. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he's in Chicago popping up. Like the guy and he's oh, wow. helped Lauren. Yeah. He got Lauren a couple of shows in Chicago. Like Whoa, helped, no way. Yeah, for real. Yeah. Lauren's performed I'll, in Chicago I'll, twice now. So I wanna get I'm gonna wanna get into that later yeah, performances. Yeah. History, but um, what I wanted to talk about first is like you're you're going talking earlier about being in the studio. Like, what's your writing process? Like, is it a lot of freestyle? Is it a lot of premeditated work? Like, how do you go about it when you're writing your music? Um, <laughs> depends on the song. So, uh, okay. Um, you know, I wrote this song "Feelings," you know, and uh, I sang in high school. Actually, I sang in choir. I actually sang chamber choir for a little bit. So I was like one of the elite singers. But uh, I was like, I want to try some singing stuff. I've never done like poppy singing stuff, and so like. I, I, the writing process for that was kind of different. I guess it all really has to come from the heart, though. You know what I'm saying? It's all just like real feeling and what I'm thinking about and how a beat makes me feel. So, like, but like, I, don't, I just kind of like, you know, I just think and things just popping in my head. They just come to me. I'll tell you what, those hooks, every hook you got, like, the, what the fuck? Did, I got some feelings. I'm going to pop these in. It's till I black out. Those always come first. They always just hit my head first. Okay. Because that's like what I have to base the whole song off of. I hate hooks and songs that don't fucking make sense. I want my music to make sense and create feeling. It's hard to say like exactly what my writing process is. I was such a freestyle, but like it's not like I freestyle on the mic, like spit a verse, listen to it, spit the next and verse. It's yeah. about that consciousness too. Like there's some people, like you get rappers like Big Sean who say like they're spoken through, like, like their lyrics come to them. And Lauren has that same way, but he bases it off his experiences. And like so, like it is a conscious thing, and like it's like how you can tell the rappers who are rapping real shit, the rappers who are rapping from their life, and like the stuff that just comes to them. You know that like they have that special ability, and like I believe to God, since Lawrence started doing his freestyles, that he has that ability, and he has that like that consciousness that's speaking to him and able to give him that ability to put it out on paper and do it the way that he makes it sound good. I'm trying some new stuff now, though. There's a song that I'm working on a collab with the girl. So I'm going to call it Dance All Night. It's the one I was singing earlier, though. I want to oh. dance all night. Let's create a vibe. Like, I wrote, I wrote that shit. And so, like, I got some shit in her, like... And I just said, see, I said, see, mamacita, es muy bonita. I know I just saw you tonight, but it's so nice to meet ya. And, like, I'm like, that's like, I'm like forcing myself. I'm like, we went for a certain vibe. We talked about what type of song we wanted to make. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. rooftop bar type of vibes, 85 degrees out. It's just about to be nighttime. You know, the t- yeah, the, you, you feeling good and everything. <laughs> like, you, you meeting a girl, the girl, girl meeting you, you and you just like, yeah, yeah, exactly. And, like, that type of vibe where it's like, I'm not trying to make it a sexual song, but it's more like trying to be like, I just met this girl at the club. We having a great summertime night. Yeah, the yeah. music's awesome, and I'm trying to hit this shit. <laughs> like, that's like the gist of the song. So like, I'm forcing myself to do that because I don't really like do that. I ain't going out and dance with nobody. I stay in the fucking crib. I stay in the crib or on the front porch. Yeah, I mean, that's how I am too. Like, uh, I'm, 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 I was going to ask you that. How you been dealing with the corona? Like, are you more of an extrovert, introvert? Like, how's your, what's your... Um... 
I do like to see my friends. I, I stay in secluded areas because I like to keep myself out of trouble because I'm, I'm telling you, I, like, I get heated quick. Somebody go talking shit. I know I, I'm like, I can't be in jail for slapping somebody for talking <laughs> shit and somebody like put their hands on my mom or something. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. then I, I don't want to be in jail when that happens because somebody going to die, they touch my mom. So like, I, I got to go out and about still though. I got to see my homies because I love that connection with them. They're my family too. But I've been trying to stay like in the crib as much as I can. I've been on the Xbox a lot with them and gaming. Oh, we, we do game for real. Like, Hell yeah. I love gaming. Yeah, we love Call of Duty and shit. Me and Blythe be going off. You get us in your group, bro, and we play some multiplayer. I don't give a fuck what we playing. We getting dubs. You ever get into like uh, Skyrim or Fallout? Oh, I love Skyrim. Skyrim fuck and yeah, Fallout, man. we love that shit, bro. Hell yeah. I'm a Final Fantasy guy. The Mass Effect series. Dude, <laughs> I never, I, oh, Mass I Effect the, is the I played shit, the man. Mass Effect series. <laughs> fuck in yeah. Three, it was like three to five days. Played the whole series right when the coronavirus Oh started. damn that! I played the whole series through, man. I was like, you live in it. It was great. Dude, we played some dumbass games too, though. Like we made, we put some work into WWE, WWE the 2K20 and shit. Like I just I heard that was like, I, the worst game. It, ever. They made such a fucking. I'm gonna flame fun. the fuck out of 2K. 2K, if you see this, stop I making they, games, no, bro. Okay. 2K, yeah, their basketball game. <laughs> their basketball game was okay. Their storyline was like in depth. I liked it and everything. But their franchise mode was fucking ass, boy. That was ass. And then Madden still ain't make no fucking uh, story modes for any of their shit. They all fucking up. They need to have us making video games. I've been saying. <laughs> I fucking got out of track though. For whatever the fuck we was talking about before. <laughs> you gotta get some insight from the mid oh, yeah. hip hop uh, industry. I've been trying to stay safe from my parents though, cause they both in the fifties. Yeah, no, I haven't seen my parents in like a month and a half. That's yeah. kind of the same thing with me. Like, I, I've been staying at my mom's, but oh, like, really? I be staying at my mom's and everything. But when I go out, I'm like, uh, I don't let a lot of people hit my vape pen. I try to wipe things off if I'm going like hit the same shit as. Somebody. So you're being cautious. Yeah, I'm trying to be as cautious bad. as I possibly can. Still, if I start to feel sick, then I'm gonna keep myself away from everybody. Take some vitamin C. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah. do do something. Like, I'm trying to keep my immune system up and everything. I'm trying to be there for them. Cause my mom, my mom's scared you know she, and like she's going through a rough time right now too my uncle's in hospice right now oh, so they just uh, sent him home we just lost a dog right at the beginning of you, our you know I saw that on your snap you don't have to yeah. get into that but I, I mean no, well like I mean like I'm not gonna get into like all that like super deep but it's like I gotta do that a lot of people are like oh uh, Lauren can't leave his mom's house he's grounded and I'm like man <laughs> oh fuck God. you like don't come at me like that <laughs> like me. dude I would do I'd do anything for my mom bro if my mom needs it then I gotta do it for her I love that lady to death dude she will be with me through anything she's the only person i talked to when i was in jail only person i talked to ain't nobody hit my mom up and was like here's my number give it to lauren you know what i'm saying but there's certain yeah, yeah. people i didn't want I to my bad, my <laughs> no bad no genes. there's there's certain people that i didn't want to like i said and what the fuck you know I, I go to jail i ain't worried about the bail don't send nothing in the mail you can't let them know your alias ain't no baby shit we coming up you like uh, this ain't no fucking little kid shit like we serious, we for real, so if I go to jail, I don't know nobody. Simple yeah. as that, you don't know me. But any of them niggas that blocked me when I went to jail, that blocked me on Facebook and we were supposed to be homies, fuck y'all for that. I still remember that. You blocked me because you thought I was going to snitch, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Check the, check the paperwork. Check the paper. That's why I got rid of Facebook. <laughs> yeah. just, I, not even just that. Even social media. It was like social media and all though. I mean all social media and like people just talking. Oh, Lawrence in there snitching, huh? Lawrence in there snitching. I'm like, the fuck made y'all think I was snitching? And that's like with me. Like I'm a really radical when it comes to like 
uh, you know, privacy and like everything with like the internet. So I'm like really like anti getting a Facebook account. But you know, if this if this podcast goes further, I'm exactly probably you gonna have get to. one. Yeah, yeah I mean, it, it is because like that's why I wanted to today when I asked you about like doing that. But I'm gonna put the link to your YouTube and stuff and right. post it about and I put your name to your podcast. I'm gonna try to avoid it as long as possible. For real, that's but if you want to, I'm a marketing degree. I'll help you set that shit up right Damn, away. That, if you want to get good. into social media, and I'll, I will, I'll do it for the looks. It doesn't yeah. take that much to start a social media. Like, Fuck as yeah. long as you're down to run it. So. Fuck yeah. I'll hit you up for that, for sure. Uh, I forgot what I was going to say. Yeah, that's all right. Do we have a next, we have a next point? I, I burnt out a little bit. Oh, that's it, man. Yeah. He's really good at the... Oh, Facebook, dude. It's such uh, a... Yeah. Facebook is such a community builder. They did a really good job at that. They try to make it... That's why they blocked you for Especially shit. Because like, they try to make it like a, a basis like with a huge age range so you could be the oldest person or the youngest person and still use Facebook comfortably. Yeah. So I mean, that's a good that's place to be a to be a hip-hop artist and a I don't want to be defined as just a rapper. I want to be defined as an artist so I can make all different types of music. I want to try making some rock music. So if I got 11-year-old fans, I don't want 11-year-old fans following me on my Snapchat. <laughs> That's more personal for me. I be talking to girls. I be talking to females on Snapchat and shit. I don't want little kids on my shit. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, that, that's the scary thing with the internet. For real, yeah. yeah. I mean, but I do I do want some younger people on there so they, because they're playing my music the most. Like, you 16, 17, you're like, I love your music. Yep. I can't delete you because I'm like, yeah, but then that's why I got a private story too. <laughs> so, so while we're on the topic of Facebook, I guess this is the perfect segue. I wanted to ask you about this. Uh, I saw on your Snapchat like maybe two, three weeks ago, you were on a Facebook ban. Yeah. What the fuck happened with like? Th- <laughs> tell us about that. I shared too many gifts of titties. Ah. Facebook, <laughs> Facebook ain't with the titties, which I kind of get it. You know what I'm saying? Because they want young kids on there too. So I do but that, get that. Like, but fix, kids, it was fix over. your fucking was algorithm. Lauren shared the titties, and then like. Six hours later, shared the same meme because <laughs> I was trying to go back like to my feed to find. <laughs> I went back to my feed, dude. One of them got like uh, it got like a hundred and thirty something shares off of just my page. There was some nice tits though. Oh, you let it. <laughs> and then I and then like I was like everybody tagged me and be like free Lolo oh, yeah. Savage from Facebook. Homies, for real, they were always like free Lolo Savage. They like taking pictures of the gifts of titties and sharing them. I'm like, let's go. Yeah. Hey, I saw on Snap. Those are some nice titties, man. Yeah, bro. I fucking you guys show those. I don't make a lot of music where it's like I'm not gonna try to make a music for you so you guys can have like a TikTok song. You know, I'm not gonna try to do that. If it happens, yeah. it happens. And so, like, I gotta find something different. I make music for people who like to smoke a lot of fucking weed. Take a fat dab and listen to my music. Send me a video so I can oh, yeah. repost it. If you want to show me your titties, and you want me to repost your titties, then send me your fucking titties, because everybody like titties. I like titties. I make music for people who like titties. It's <laughs> uh, fucking dope. Twitter's um, the place for that though. We need to get him on his Twitter Teddy yeah, for real. page. But I don't, I'm fucking Twitter a lot either. I don't either. I've been trying, but like it's hard. If you got a OnlyFans, make freaky videos to my music. <laughs> yeah, and ta- tell somebody you know that you like doing freaky stuff to my music. So then you know what I'm saying. I'll help. I'll share your OnlyFans page because I got freaky people that'll that'll pay you for that. We can make a trade. It's promo for promo. You okay. know they talk about the wage gap, but fuck, men are unable to go. 
post their dick on OnlyFans and make any money. That's what I was saying. Hey, I just heard some bars the other day. They said, uh, this dude said, couldn't make Pornhub, so now she got OnlyFans. She she be showing titties for $20, man. What you think she going to do for a bill? Okay, you with me now. And I'm just (laughs) like, uh, for real, if I could see your pussy and everything for $20 a month, I'd be be flaming them girls. If I could see that for $20 a month, what what you going to do if I throw you $100 right now? After this podcast, you're either going to have girls... It's not all of them. I'm asking it's what not- you do for $100 or a lot of piss girls hitting you up saying, ah, what? $150. That's $100. You know what? That's fair. That's fair, bro. I mean, it depends on the girl, though. I ain't gonna go too nasty. I be rapping my shit, too. I be trying to stay clean. I don't even... Some girls, like, I don't even kiss them, too. Unless you cool and, like, if you really cool and I fuck with you like that, I might kiss you, but... A smarty sweet. For real, bro. I really be on that shit, though. I really do. And people be flaming me all the time. They be talking about my hairline. They be talking about how short I am. They be like, you ugly. You ratchet. I know oh, I'm favorite. ratchet. And your girl still love me for it. She still love She my love my ratchet ass. If Lauren's in a whole different fight, and they're just like, well, your music ain't gonna go anywhere. And it's just like, we're, okay. For real. They all the time, bro. He's just like, we were talking about like a prejudice thing today on Facebook. And dude's like, well, uh, too bad you suck at music. And I'm like, bro, I've been in this shit like, what, only two years now? I don't even have my first music video drop. Yeah, I've never even tried. The album ain't even out yet. <laughs> that project, the, the Blacked Out EP, that was all the songs that, that I fucking That were out had. of his head. Yeah. That were just out of my head. I had no idea what I was doing. I had no help. That's why I don't got no features besides Fillmore. <laughs> No, I mean, I fuck my last album. I put I had one feature in the whole album. I mean, it's hard. It's well, we're gonna get features, you a feature dude. with me though. Hell yeah, yeah. I'm looking forward to do that, that for sure. That'd be fun. That'd be fun. I want to do some more like conscious type of rap like that. Like people yeah. don't know, I could yeah, I could real. come out for on real. fire with that like J Cole type of shit, bro. You like that? They don't when you hear this music here. Wait until you hear my album. There's so much like I, I use some auto tune in it. I use a lot less raw vocals and try to make it a lot more and it's entertaining yeah, yeah. and the it's sound. But I mean, like it's such like soft shit. Like I've been stuck up in my thoughts. I've been feeling so lost. You know what I'm saying? It's not like a lot of like the going crazy and the what the fuck. They are going to. It's a, you're not going to think this guy's a savage. You ain't going to think that. Well, and that you know that's the thing why I think you and I would work really well rapping together is because like you know conscious hip hop. A lot of people kind of take the positive spin on it, but I think you and I are one of the few people that I know personally, at least, that kind of take that are willing to take that more negative spin on it and kind of explore mm-hmm. that a little bit for real. I think that would uh, positive and negative all go together though. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, exactly. Because that's positive whole, whole doesn't point. exist without negative, and that's yeah, what a like lot of people. Yang. That's what I don't like about people that only rap about positivity. They like oh da 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 da, and I'm like, well, have fun having millions of people. People trying to relate to your only positivity attitude. Have fun with that. I, I get your message. I get what you're trying to push. But you better level with somebody first. Yeah, I'm exactly. trying to show them where I've been. I'm out of like some of that stuff. I was writing a lot of that stuff on probation. and write written a lot about like what happened before it. And like I'm kind of like trying to show them that I leveled with people. They understand me a exactly. little bit. And now I want them to understand me in a whole different light. Like I'm trying to show people with my album coming up that it's like. It's kind of a delusion that goes into, like, being positive all the fucking time. Mm-hmm. You know, and, like, People... listening to positive shit all the time. I mean, yeah, that's great. I mean, nothing wrong with that, but you gotta balance it out. And you, you should have to realize do it, but it's impossible. You know something's gonna get you down. You know that, like, at some point, emotions flare, and it's just... 
daily to day life. Like something is going to knock you exactly. down. Exactly. Like, it's not. It's life. You can it's not, fucking yeah, life. Exactly. What, it's life. Can I ask you guys a question? I know this ain't my podcast, but I want. I'm curious to hear y'all, <laughs> and I bet they are curious to hear the answer okay, too. Good. Yeah. Go for it. Can you progress without negativity? No, no, you you can't not. exactly. No, people tell me I'm so negative all the time, and they hate it. Why are you so negative? Why are you so negative? Well, I'm sorry that I'm not trying to do it. I'm trying to put the reality into it. You know exactly. what I'm trying? Exactly. I take reality. whatever is bad about it and the worst parts, and I lay them out there, and I put them out there, and I speak about it loudly so that we can work to change so yeah, those learn things. From it and yeah, like progress those things because if you don't have the negatives and you're just gonna be completely unaware to the negatives, exactly. You can't just do that. You can't just hide from it or like. That's just going to bite you in the ass. There, there's no yeah. safe space in the hip hop no, game. You know, there, it doesn't exist. <laughs> I'm such a, you deal with it. That's why I'm such an easy target, too. That's why he's such an easy target because we're so real. We're just not afraid to be ourselves. All I know, I'm not, it's not, I guess, exactly. I know exactly who I want to be as a person. That's going to change. You know what I'm saying? Things do change, but like, I, I do. In a, in a conscious sense, know who I want to be as a person. I know who I am. I've always been the bad guy. You know what I'm saying? Like I told you about the way I grew up, there's a lot of shit talk. I didn't tell you. I have a like a birth defect. My growth oh. plates closed really quickly. I should have been like 5'7", way bigger, bigger hands, bigger feet, all that. And I was taking steroid shots. When I was 11 years old, I oh, get my shot, shit. rotating thighs every night, taking steroid shots. I started getting real angry. Hating people all the time for no reason. Like, shut the fuck up. Also, what was the, do you know the condition? Like, the condition name? That, I, that I don't remember the medical name. My mom might remember, but they, like, gave me a whole list of things that could be wrong with me. Like, I get uneven all the time. Ribs pop out of place really easy. I'm, like, more likely to have something wrong with my heart or something wrong with my lungs and shit like that. But it's like, it's whatever. I don't care. I still think I'm going to outlive all my friends. He <laughs> <laughs> yeah, was telling me that. Yeah, it's, it's like a weird thing. You guys are all gonna live past me. Everybody's gonna. I'm gonna be like old, the type of old man where it's like, bro, how the fuck did Lauren live out, outlive all his friends? And I'm gonna, I'm gonna be gonna like, I hate my fucking life. Don't worry. It's too soon to say right now. I'll, I'll have a cardboard cutout of all you guys. I'll be like, hey guys, I'll be back in the old apartment. <laughs> we'll start recording. We'll start recording our own voices and conversations. <laughs> man, we be fucking. We be tripping. But for real though, like, you know, it's important. It's important to know the negative. Always, I love it when they talk shit. Cause yeah, guess what? Yeah, you just gave me a dub. <laughs> Every it's, time it's, you talk shit, you just gave me a dub. I got more. They they hate it's it. Fuel the fire. Yeah, exactly. Cause every fire. time I drop something new, all the haters shut the fuck up. They don't say nothing. They don't say nothing. And it's because every time I level up, because you want to hate me so much and give me all your hate, I'm taking your negative energy and using it to progress myself. They think I'm this type of person. I got to do better. I don't want people to think that. So I got to do a little bit better to make people know that I'm not that type of person. Yeah. For real. And, I mean, he, he, and you do do that. Like on Facebook, Lauren is always sharing his homie's work. So he thinks that's worth it. He Like this weekend, he was like sharing Dylan Fuego's YouTube account. He's sharing. On Tilo my Lolo Savage Tilo, page. On his Lolo Damn. Savage page. Like he's always putting his homies on. And that's what's so great. Because he's making those connections with the talented people. And like. I've seen him. He's progressed. There's not a lot of Des Moines artists who has progressed and has the mindset that he has, which is why it's so great. So I, I feel like a king among kings, <laughs> if that makes sense. Yeah. Like I don't feel like kings. I'm better than them, but like you know, I don't feel like a king among men around like people like D Lo, D Wavy, G Seven, uh, Angel. It's a team of kings. Yeah, for, it, it's a team of kings to me, and I I feel like they 
don't realize though how much of kings they are as much as I realize that I am and that they are. I feel like they get down on themselves way too much. So that's a perfect segue to the next point I want to talk about. Um, you add me to that snap group. You seem to have a vast array of like people who are you know that are knowledgeable in the hip hop industry. You mm-hmm. know what the fuck's going Angel on. Angel actually started that. I know he a lot start- of people in there, but he did start that. Okay, so but like. I don't know, this might be an arbitrary question, but, like, how do you know all these people? Like, how do you, uh, how are you, you We know, work for to, it. We work for it. You just it all is, have intersected in some way, or you're all just I don't still all, kicking it? Or? How many people sit down and really listen to new music? Unless it's an artist you already know that you've been it's listening true. to. It's hard. It's, it's hard, bro. I don't know you. Li- hey, listening to your song might remind me of another song I want to listen to somebody else. <laughs> exactly. And so, but I, I try. So much I try now. to be supportive, but it's also hard to be supportive for some people around here because they spit like the corniest fucking shit sometimes well yeah i there's straight up talent in that snapchat group so if you see that and you're this and you're in the snap group we got straight up talent in that bitch yeah and that's the thing i picked up on is like it's everybody in there is like working actively there isn't mm-hmm. like fucking trolls or anything like yeah that. some of them i'd be listening to that music now oh um, yeah some of them i don't but I don't think it's bad music. I don't. It's a. I'm a weird way. You know what I'm saying? Just because I don't listen to your music, it's like Suicide Boys. I'm like Suicide Boys doesn't really have any rhythm, so I don't listen to their music. But then everybody's like, "Why do you hate them?" I don't hate them. I don't think they're bad. There's a reason that they fucking famous. They mad talented. (laughs) But (laughs) Scott needed that honestly. He always needs a middle finger here and there. He did, so I did. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's all about it. It's all about it. All right. Um, I am answering on taking a break here pretty soon, but um, just a halfway break point. Yeah, yeah. But um, I do want to ask you before we go on the break, uh, Lolo Savage. What what's behind that name, Lolo? Uh, oh, like how did the name Lauren? come about? Yeah. Yeah. So that makes sense. Okay, yeah. So a lot of people call me Lolo because okay. So actually, this kid, the what really laid a platform for me to become an artist was a diss track that I dropped against this kid, Kill Phantom. Shout out to Kill Phantom, the old go listen to his music. We had an outing. We've known each other since we were little kids yeah, and everything. Ch- real, really deep history. I love that man's whole family. And I, no matter how mad I got at that man, and no matter if I dropped a diss track or not, I always had some love for him. And like, I know he still got love for me too. Things ain't good between us, but whatever. But like, uh, they all, they okay though. I took the diss track down now and all that. But like, yeah, uh, it started with him. He's the first person we ever did stuff with. You know what I'm saying? We were doing stuff on our school computers on GarageBand and dropping stuff on YouTube and having kids in high school make fun of us because ain't nobody want to see us come up off of this mm-hmm. shit because they don't think that we can. And now, like, look at us. You know what I'm saying? We've been on a couple of the same shows together and we just wreck crowds. You know what I'm saying? Not as a unit. He does his thing. He got his team. I got my team. We don't even really opening promote each other. Two kids from the 641 just opening Facts. up Facts, dude. Night, and and I, I, that's what, like, a part of me that I talk about like how i take the negative out of myself and try to progress it's like yeah you know what i'd rather hear, see him be successful even like, he's not gonna bring me with if he pops off but i'd rather him be successful than a lot of other people yeah and that's like the whole like kind of the buddhist zen kind of thing that i think goes into hip-hop is like you, you it's like you know if you really love something you'll you'll and that's like the yeah. low, low part. The savage part is kind of just. It's different. Honestly, <laughs> you know. Okay, now when I, I wanna, I got, a, I got a lot of hood nigga homies. Like I got a lot of homies. You know, I got homies from Kansas City. I got homies from Memphis. I got homies from Southside Chicago. Southside all y'all. And like I got homies that's locked up right now, a life for prison. And but like I'm not ghetto. 
I ain't come from the streets. Mm-hmm. I, I grew up street wise because of the shit that I did. We was trapping, dog. That's what I was doing. In Oskaloosa, I never had a good name for myself. I wrecked it. I wrecked it with being fucked up in the head for my best friend's murder. Fucked up with the medication and all the steroids. And, and once you have that image in the town so small, your image is stuck. So now I'm the bad guy. So now I got to walk around with this chip on my shoulder. Like, I don't give a fuck to protect my own emotions. And like... That's where the savage for me came from. I never again am I going to sit back and hold my feelings. And I stopped taking my medication because I didn't want to fucking take it. I thought it was stupid. And if that doctor tried to make me take it again, I was going to hit him in their face because they fucking pushed me to my limits. That's where the savage side comes in. I don't want to hurt nobody. I don't want to hurt nobody ever. Come into my house and try to hurt me. Come into my house and try to hurt me. And I'm going to unload the whole thing in you. I'm not going to give you one shot. I'm going to unload the whole fucking thing. I'm not afraid to do that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Touch my fucking mom. Try to take my mom's life. You're going to get hurt. You're going you gonna to be gone. Out of my fucking way. You know what I'm saying? But like, I, I do it at a moral standpoint. Talk that shit. I might get a little heated. But I'm not going to fucking try to kill someone. I was still, there's people that I beef with now. That if I saw them in a situation that they didn't deserve to be in. I'm going to defend them. And I would defend, because I defend the truth, I just defend the facts. That's what I do. I don't go, I, when the homies fight, I pick a side by whoever I think is right. Usually, they both have right and they both have wrong. So, I'll be like, you fucking stupid for this. You fucking stupid for this. Yep. Stop fucking fighting. I need y'all. I need us all to be a family and not be fighting. You know? See, we need more middle ground people like yeah. you. And I'm, like able exactly. To. And I'm the one who comes out and says it. You know what I'm saying? Pedro is savage too, though. You can't. Yo, I gotta talk Pedro. about my nigga Pedro. Pedro, fucking sad. If I can't fight you, and I don't want to shoot you or stab you, I'm calling Pedro. Call me a pussy if you want to. I don't care. No L's this way, man. I'm calling Pedro. Pedro from the ghetto. <laughs> He'll do it. Yeah, and I've got some stories, but that's why we should just bring Pedro on later, so Mimi and Lauren can just yeah, <laughs> I, talk about all Pedro's stories because it, oh, it'd be man. funny. Yeah. It'd be funny. No, I'm thinking. I'm definitely thinking about doing like an episode in June where we like get. Fucking everybody in here. He has many mics as possible. Uh, Stutterbox story. For real, dude, I'm telling you, dude, if you wanted to get the whole Stutterbox screen here, I. I don't think we can bring JJ right now. Yeah, we but got if you wanted to get me, yeah, Kurt. Yeah. We got a couple people backstage. Unfortunately, I don't yeah. have the. Um, yeah. I'm not the Joe Rogan right. experience like King that. Kurt, I can't. Black Bear DJ Licker over there. You might know him by a lot. Black Bear DJ Licker. <laughs> we got Scott. I not so Iron Jaw Stout. <laughs> I was about to say Scott Jaw broken on the first punch. I think. Are we about to take a break? Are we about? Yeah, to take we're a break okay. On that? All right, I, I right, love y'all. So, I love y'all. Whoever watching this video right now. I yeah, love this you. Is, this is gonna be fun. I'm no, no homo, but I love you. If you homo, that's okay though. I love you too. <laughs> yeah. Well, th- that that's good. That's the message we want to promote. All right, we're gonna take a break, and we're gonna be right back. All right. Be back. Um, I would just like to let everybody know that during the break. I became a lot more intoxicated than what I was before. I think we all did. And this, I think that's fair. In this coffee mug, dude, I am not drinking water or tea. I am drinking straight whiskey. No mix. All my liquor's straight. People who are listening to this are just going to be like, oh, wow, we hit like a point where... When you watch this, up when you're sober, you're going to look back, back at the break and be like, oh, <laughs> what did they do? They're woke? They're drunk? What's happening during these breaks? We just injected <laughs> 500 milligrams of LSD in, right into our bloodstream and we're just. Sir, your screen. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, Jesus. We gotta plug in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. good point. 
Um, Dude, honestly, I don't even think we should cut this part out where we have to plug no, in. No, for real. Don't smoke spice. <laughs> Dude, yeah. Don't smoke spice. For real, K2 is bad for you. Um, I don't want anybody to think that we're smoking K2 right now, though. We're definitely yeah. not. And if we, we were just talking about it. Don't do bong bulls, you crazy fuckers. I used to do bong bulls, though. Listen, One time I passed out. Dude, I saw bong a kid. For real, I saw this kid smoke a bong bull, and then we were in the truck driving somewhere, and this kid hops out of the, like, the back window into the ta- into the tailgate, and then he, like, we stop on the highway. We're, like, over by William Penn on the fucking highway, and dude starts smacking his head at the fucking rope. We're all gonna fucking Another, die. Just, just We're all more, gonna one die. One quick K two story. One of my one of my homegirls did. Test test test. She did it. Started test, speaking test, tongues. I don't tell you her name, but she was she was in high school. Smoked a bunch and just started speaking tongues in the backseat. You were in high school when that happened too. I was yeah. Yeah, I, was we were, yeah. I wasn't hanging out with them because I was a good kid. But my 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 homegirl, she's a little wild. But I don't think she did it after that because I kind of freaked her out. Okay. I just smoked K two. Yeah. I just wanted to make sure everybody knows that those are past stories. We're not now yeah. hanging out with teens. Teenagers at the age of 24 and 25. Yeah, for real. So yeah, don't become like R. Kelly or anything. Yeah, like that. for real. <laughs> no, no, no. That's a terrible name for the Des Moines hip hop. You guys industry. should go watch Trapped in a Closet with R. Kelly because you'll be like, what is going on? I haven't, I haven't looked through that. It's like I'm still gonna listen to his music dude. though. It's 30 video episodes of it's just holy. Yeah, I'm still gonna listen out. to his music. That's my whole thing. Do I want to like pay like an extra thirty dollars a month just to, like see everything? Well, it's on YouTube. Oh, really? Yeah, is the it? whole the whole video series is on YouTube. It's just like right. tells a story, dude. There's like cops cheating involved. He's like banging a cop's wife, and he's trapped in the closet, and then like it's so yeah. crazy. It's, it's awesome. like a story that he's yeah, like singing. Yeah, I know line, what you're dude. singing. It's it that's it's old as fuck too. It's fucking weird. It's I weird. Spent Three or four Spanish classes in a row in high school, watching all of them. <laughs> I wasn't paying attention. I was just like, "Well, this is wild." That's why you don't understand me when I be speaking Spanish. I work at Olive Garden. There's a you wouldn't believe it. There's not a bunch of Italians in the kitchen at Olive Garden. It's a bunch of Hispanic people. Like we got like some Mexicans. We got some Guatemalans. We got a Honduran guy. They all call me Lorenzo. You mucho fucking loco, Lorenzo. And I said, I know I am. I'm mucho fucking loco, man. <laughs> All right, we've gotten off track. You know, well, we are sorry. We are sorry. I, got, I got one note to play on that. Yes, um, yes. No, it's funny. Every time you go through a Panda Express drive-thru, like, you never see a fucking Asian person, like, at all. <laughs> That's what I was There's saying, one bro. in sight. It doesn't exist. Hey, shouts out, though. Real quick shouts out before we get back on track to all my amigos at Olive Garden. I love all of you, and I miss you all a fucking bunch, dude. And when you're the, there, I, you're family. I fucking love pretty much all you Latinos out there. The whole culture, the language, the music, the food, the work ethic. I love them all, bro. Huge shouts so, out. So I don't mean to like get like politically correct or racist or anything like that, but I am really curious. Like, what's your ethnic background? Oh, me? I know I look really Latino to a lot of people. <laughs> even even the Latinos at work, they made me an honorary Latino. They tell me, "You're not fucking black. You fucking Mexican. Look at you." <laughs> Oh, yeah, there's a guy, Feliciano, I call him Papa. Hey, Papa. I, dude, he gives me money sometimes, too. I'll be like, Papa, you give me no fucking money, no fucking panocha, you know, no fucking pussy. You say you get all the ladies, uh, you give me no fucking money. He's like, oh, okay, 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 I give you money. I'm you mucho loco, Papa, tu mas mota. <laughs> 
Oh, man. I don't know how to speak too much he Spanish, but I am Olive getting Garden. the tongue down. He, he loves those Olive Garden girls. We even had For a party real. at our house one time. Where he and it was none of the cooks, really, too, besides yeah. one kid, but a lot of them were servers. But, he, but when Olive Garden says the slogan, we're all family here, they really, like... Like, I hate the manager of the we're place. Here, we're family. For real, we put but that like, on our door the night that he had a party. We had a sign that said, when you're here, you're family. For real. Oh, we're I blacked out, too. I fucking blacked out. I partied for like three hours and didn't even know I was awake. Oh my God. Uh, it was great. Yeah, shouts out all for real, I love I love all those guys there. Even the people that I be fighting with, bro. Like all of them, they got a. Every single person at Olive Garden is gonna have a special place in my heart for the rest of my life. Honestly, for real. Yeah. Even if they don't bring him back uh, after all this shit, dude. I don't know what you do like to like actually make money, but uh, food service sucks. I I'm cleaning offices right now, but like I was in that shit for like six years. And it's fucking horrible. I love it. it sucks. You, I you like it. it? You actually I got high it? as fuck, and I cook. I mean, He's I'm still too, I'm still so. one of the line cooks. That's so like I just love cooking. I love well, making so uh, a pretty ass plate of food, dude. Oh, there's nothing better than being high as fuck and like and like it, it, it takes some skill to cook good. You know what I'm saying? I'm over here. I cook on the saute station a lot, so I got 10 to 12 pans on a Saturday night that are all cooking a different dish. I mean, maybe some of them the same, different timing, though. And I got to flip them bitches and make sure I flip everything. It's all about timing. And when they get that plate of food, I'm hoping that that person out there is, like, drunk as fuck, high as fuck, maybe just super hungry. And they're going to be like, damn, this is exactly what I ordered, and I'm going to smash the fuck out of this. That that's me high as fuck cooking food. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I was just like I fucking love it. There's definitely a correlation between like being stoned and like cooking well. Yeah, I I, I don't even cook for myself like that too. But I love serving for people real, food. I love it. I be watching them like yeah, you like and that? they're like oh it's so good. Yeah, like, you know, like, like, yeah. like yeah. someone completely yeah. sober. There's not enough line. props to the cooking. How many times have they told you, go give my props to the cook? Mm-hmm. But they always get their tips to the server. But I do get paid well at Olive Garden. I do get paid well. I do, I do. That's good. Um, you know, uh, I personally, the people I've known have worked in a serving position at those kind of places. And it's a little mediocre uh-huh. in terms of like, oh, yeah. how mm-hmm. the servers get paid. But I'm glad to hear that you get paid well at your off garden. I get paid for some music now, too. I'm still doing features right now for free because I'm not trying to really pay anybody for a feature. But I'm thinking about trying to pay somebody for a feature. But, like, it's not really in my, like, uh, gotta be I'm always open. Gotta be for real, but like right now I'm for real I, I, for real the price range has to be right I've had people in Des Moines tell me that they want $300 for a feature and I'm like did I totally see your talent range but like look at your popularity what are you really gonna do for me well you and that's saying? the thing people need to be willing to do shit for free uh-huh. I literally and right not now, always for free there's people like I wanna give a shout out to like Juliano Doc he's somebody who's helped me a lot he yeah. supported me a lot too he being on my DMs he's like hey I, I see that you got a show tonight. I'm like oh you've been paying attention I didn't tell him he's like you got a show tonight good luck yeah people who might be familiar in the Des Moines community but maybe not in the entire hemisphere mm-hmm, for real I, I see some people that it's like oh I got 8,000 plays on SoundCloud 500 followers I'm making no money off my music I'm not even a registered artist but I'm trying to charge $300 for a feature I, yeah, I mean, some the, people gonna pay that. it though. Some yeah. people really pay yeah, that like shit. Me, is, I'm not gonna pay that shit. Fuck that shit. I got the, way those too are much people, time. Those are people who don't. They don't care about their fucking music 
takes them in 10, 5, 10 years or whatever. They don't fucking care all about, about the money. All they care about is the money. That's <laughs> all they fucking care but, about. But a lot of them know they care about the money for a good reason, though. They care about the money because they and spend that true. money on their niggas. They trying to invest in that shit. They want their niggas to be good. The rapping shit, rapping shit. Mostly comes from the black community. I have no problem with white rappers. Mm-hmm. Eminem yeah. is in my top yeah. ten. He's number two out of my top ten. One of the best hey, rappers in history. Shady. Shady. For real. Uh-huh. Yeah, maybe. Not now, Marshall Mathers. Not not now. But you in know, the past. I know I'm white, but I'll say this about hip hop. I'll say this about jazz. It would not be possible or possible without the black community or. Like Oh yeah, and, and it's fast. It would not be impossible. It's I, not I did a report last year. My report was over like Tupac, Biggie, and like where rap and MCs actually came from New York, and that's why like Biggie came. Like there was an MC, it was a DJ who brought an MC up, and that's where like rap started, and then it took off like Biggie, and then you had Tupac who was on the West Coast came back. Like it is definitely all black culture, and we mm. get that. But if you have the art and you have your special ability. It can't be held against it. Like, and exactly. people see that, and and they respect that if they see you doing like even Little Dicky, Mac Miller. Mac Miller is one of the best oh, like, rappers it. of our generation. Oh my Lil Peep ain't really a rapper. I'm not. I would never consider Lil Peep is. a rapper. Nah, I don't consider him a rapper. He's a very, very talented artist. But I wouldn't. Co- he makes hip hop music, but I wouldn't consider him a rapper. Ra- he actually makes some rap music. He makes a lot of music that isn't. Wait, rap you're music. talking about Mac Miller? If you putting no, in the no, he's Mac saying, Miller got the bars. Yeah, Mac he a rapper. Cause he got the bars in there You know what I'm yeah, saying yeah, yeah. Lil Peep does a lot of singing I'm not hating on Lil Peep at all I didn't get into him until after he died I'm sorry to say that You know what I'm saying But I'm gonna be real But I do love him I'm, I'm sad that he died You know what I'm saying I'm like here. man I wish you were still here You deserve your life And I feel your pain You make amazing music 11 Dude, out of 10 for, But he, I still am not gonna put him in a rapper category he will never be in the same category as me because I Juice? make really rap music. Juice would be R&B. Juice can rap, though. Juice can rap like a motherfucker. Maybe even a little poop could oh, rap, yeah. but he didn't make rap songs. Um, That was the thing when D-Wavy was here. We did a exploration on Juice World. Yeah, he, he kind of an in-between. Oh, yeah. You know, he more like a pop almost style. You know what I'm saying? But Juice, like... He come from that type of environment, you know, like where he's from and everything. Ah, oh, man, rest in peace, Juice, bro. Mm-hmm. I cried mm-hmm. like a motherfucker. I woke up that morning at like 6 a.m. I was sitting in my car, I smoked like three cigarettes back to back, sipping a bottle. <laughs> I was just like, damn, Juice damn. really had to go on us like that, you know what I'm saying? Like, that shit, that shit hurt me, and I didn't even know the nigga because, like, I felt it. I felt his pain. I felt all his emotion, like. So, I, I don't want to take away from you guys at all. Yeah, but yeah, I, I do want to give this quick ando. So, I've always been a big Mac Miller fan. We were talking about that, how he died. Um, so, September 6th of 2017, I put my dog down, who I'd had for two years about. Um, September 7th, Mac Miller died. Damn. September 8th was my 22nd birthday. Okay. Um, so, like, that's, and uh, September 3rd of, like, the year previous is when I got married to my now ex wife. So, like, September 3rd to September 8th, like, yeah. do not, there's not going to be a podcast, there's not going to be nothing, I'm going to be For just, just like, chilling. There. I hear that, bro. <laughs> you need to turn on the juice world, you need to turn on that sad exactly. mag, and you seem to like... I hear like, that, bro, for real. I want to crazy like, shit around that. I feel for, for you on that. Like, I mean, I got a lot of things that happened to me, too. May 3rd, you know what I'm saying? I don't even remember the year. It's been so fucking long, though. But it was May 3rd, fucking bright and sunny day. And that's the day that my best friend got murdered. He was 13. Jeez. 
and I, I was in my room. My mom called me over to clean my room. I cleaned my room. I just got finished. I just straightened up the rug that's on my floor. Last thing I did in my room, and I heard boom, boom, boom. You know what I'm saying? I still like. You know what I'm saying? Every time that date comes around, we had a show last year on that date, and I was like, I don't know if I can make it up there, bro. I sat backstage the whole time because I was just My like, No, go ahead, bro. Go ahead. <laughs> Especially if you plan on buying me a new one. No, I'm just kidding. No, we, we run into the date store right after this. You grab our Hyatt Steaks. So. Are we really? Yeah. Bet, bro. Are you getting me a new one? Yeah, Bet, I appreciate that. He only gave me a new one because I'm laid off right now and I don't employment and he sent me no fucking money. Bro. Yeah, I don't employment. Give you shit together. And he been hitting my vape a bunch. He was hitting my vape one night and I kept bitching about it, right? And he's like, why you keep bitching about me hitting your vape? And then guess what? It died at 3 o'clock in the morning when I can't get a new one. I was like... Motherfucker. Oh, that's, what the, like, it, that's why, you know, when I smoked, I smoked cigarettes. Because, like, there's no electronic constraint. I'm always very conscious about the electric, electronic constraint. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah, put on I do feel But I might smoke my last cigarette at 3 a.m. sometimes, too. And right now, they wouldn't be nowhere open. Coronavirus. Coronavirus. Yeah, this yeah. shit's getting real. <laughs> So for me, it's been about two half weeks since I've smoked a cigarette. That's kind of the thing is like I get off work late and I'm like, well, I couldn't get a cigarette even if I wanted to. Uh So in a way, the coronavirus has kind of helped that. That's good, dude. I've honestly dropped smoking cigarettes. I've smoked too many when I was traveling festivals, dude. You know, turn up and just uh, like smoking packs and packs like... I'm honestly over it. I had a cu- I had a pack that Lauren smoked, and then he bought me another pack, and it was all gone. Before I, I smoked, even smoked it. A cigarette. Yeah, I <laughs> smoked it all too. But that's because I, I couldn't get a new vape anymore, pen at that good. time. I so. think you truly have to be, be at the point where you're like over it. Yeah, I, yeah, I gotta have my yeah. nicotine. You don't want to see my ass with that uh, nicotine. You can see me without alcohol. You can see me without weed. But if you see me without nicotine, I'm gonna pop off. See, that's the problem with me is like alcohol. Like the that second instinct is like fuck. I want a cigarette. Oh yeah, we be addicts, so, so, bro. So, so, so that's smoking. it. I'm exactly. always out partying. Like that's my job. Like that's what we're out doing. So it's just like you guys want to go smoke a cigarette? Hell yeah, I'm a little turn up. Like, yeah, it's, it's kind of it's hard to get away from them in our type of environment. For that's real, the thing. for real. Like it's bad for you, but at the same time, it could be like that extra social step. Yep, facts, bro. If you smoke cigarettes and cigarettes work for you. Stick with cigarettes, but like, you know what I'm saying? Try not to smoke a fucking whole pack a day. Like, try to keep it regulated. I've been at that point before. Yeah, you need that shit, bro. You're going to die one day anyways, though. But you, you low-key need that shit. For real, because that's what's going to keep you stable in the type uh, of society that the world is built these days. Because everybody does something. And all the people that take medicine and they swear by it. Well, I went to the doctor and I got, uh, let's say I got Prozac. You know what I'm saying? Well, I started off taking half a pill every morning, and then I started taking half a pill every morning and half a pill at lunch, and then I couldn't feel that anymore, so now I take a full pill and a full, you know what I'm saying? And it's the same thing with the nicotine, it's the same thing what with everything. It? What is but it? Like, FDA. Yeah. For, shout out FDA. For, <laughs> for real though, <laughs> I don't, that's, that, I mean, I know we call them getting our, kind of getting our track from like the music and everything, but this shit's still important, and I hope people find it interesting. It's like, no, I mean, it just, is. Like, I don't pop Zans no more, because I was a bad Zan addict, right? Since I built an addiction to Xanax, I am still an addict, and I've I will never be too. that way for real. And it's, it's like I find what's best for me if I take Xanax right now. That's I'm the irony. We <laughs> were all young. To me, that's <laughs> the entire irony of like the whole war on drugs. It's like they're like doctors prescribing drugs. They're like it's all fake. Kill someone like in a matter of months. 
Oh yeah. Uh, and then like they're no, don't smoke weed. That's bad. Yeah, bro. Don't, they don't want do that shit. because they get because they get the money from it, bro. That's exactly. what I truly believe, bro. That's the whole fucking thing. They make. Money. I want to tie this in the music since it's such a money game, you know. And like what Bernie Sanders talks about, like the top one percent. I tie this in the music. There's this kid. I'm not gonna say his name because fuck that nigga. But he be <laughs> he he commented on my story one time on Snapchat, and he like, good job. You got the crowd really hype. All the people in the crowd banging out mosh pit into a song they don't even know what they phone lights out and shit and he's like but your outfit sucks you need to fix your outfit you know where my jeans is from right now rule 21 you know where my shirt from rule 21 like you know where my underwear from target they jockey branded i ain't wearing no calvin klein you know why they too fucking rich i don't give a fuck about y'all niggas every single one of you bro and i don't even mean niggas in a racial term any people out there ladies men young kids old people you wearing that shit they don't give a fuck about you and that's they they could pay me if they want me to wear that shit and that's an attitude i'm gonna always walk with they could fucking pay me because if they if i buy that shit and i spend three thousand dollars they still ain't gonna give me nothing. Oh, we want to sponsor you. It's a psych. They ain't gonna do that. They don't care. You know what I'm saying? So I'll never do that. I'll never. That's like a part of going crazy. Conform. Or they go put you in the morgue. Put me in the morgue, bro. Because I'm ready for the war. You know what I'm saying? I've been ready for it. So it's like, I, I will always fucking fight that. That I'm always I'm all down for fashion and looking good and shit. You know what I'm saying? But that is such a huge company. That is not going to fight for anything that we fight for, bro. Yeah, they they not going to pay for none of your lawyers if you in the rap game and get in trouble. They don't care. They only care because they make on their dollar. And the people that are the CEOs of that company make so much money. Even with you being at the top of the charts, they put you in the fucking exactly. dirt. Exactly. Like, there's such divide. Even, like, being where we're at. If we can reach the maximum at where we're at. It's nothing. Facts. Nothing compared to what Facts. those people are. It's systematic racism. Systematic it's- racism started as, you know, racist people. Uh, I, I don't want to bring the specific race into it, but it started as racist people like after slavery with like the civil rights movement and everything. I did a lot. I read a whole research paper on the civil rights movement and it changed from that, though. It became about money. You know, even if even if it's a white person that doesn't like black people or a black person that doesn't like Mexicans or what the fuck ever. If you got enough money. You just buy if you got enough money and you got enough respect, you just bought your way in. You know what I'm saying? Everybody who's rich a politician. Everybody who a politician is rich. You know what I'm saying? And, and that's that, their click. That's their that's how they click, click up that's together. That's click. the thing with like the oil companies, like with Donald Trump. They're like, oh, so many people be like, oh, well, I like him because he's not a politician. Well, then why the fuck is he the president of the United States? Why is he doing shit in politics if he's not a fucking politician, nigga? <laughs> For real, you gonna tell me oil companies ain't politicians? They give their niggas Fox. money so they make sure they vote for their bills. Like even in it. Fox, like the people who work for Fox, like the amount of money they have in oil stocks, it's ridiculous. Yo, it's Fox the, News went through insane. a lawsuit in 1971. Look at a, uh, I'm pretty sure I'm right I, on the year. 1971, maybe 1970, maybe they went through a lawsuit because they were stretching the truth on the news and they won in Supreme Court. They won a case about lying on the news. Okay, look up look up Fox News lawsuit lying on the news. Lying? Like lying on the news, stretching yeah, yeah. the truth. Something that's what it used in the in the report that I remember reading. Anything here? You seen anything? 
That one's 2003. Like I said, I'm not positive on the. I'm not positive on the date. You can look into it. Anybody can look into it for themselves, bro. I promise you. I promise you. Do, do you, you remember like any of the uh, like uh, where would dude? It was in high or? school. It was in high school when I had a laptop from school that I looked do you all know this who shit would up. Have been involved at all? I don't remember the people's names. I promise you, though. You can look okay, this well, shit up. Fox News really went through a lawsuit somewhere back in the day, and they they won in a Supreme Court. Uh, in a Supreme Court, they won so that it it's a against their first uh, amendment rights for them to not be able to stress the truth on the news that's why you see lies on the news all the time people post it and they're like why yeah. aren't they getting in trouble because it's against their first amendment right they're not federally ran but they are federally yeah, and ran it's like I don't know. I, we don't want to get in conspiracy. This is a hip hop. <laughs> like, like the news. It ties in so well, though. Ran. I mean, Every, I literally ran. Like the government has their say. What's put online? Like you. We don't have to get into no, that. No, no. Um, it's research, been done on this podcast, yeah, but we're not getting into that. Do your yeah. fucking research because it ties in fucking perfect. Because all those rich companies doing everything, the, the car companies and the oil companies and the fucking fashion companies and that make all that money all are tied specifically. Specifically into the hip hop game. That's why exact. That's why the music that gets popping gets popping. All that same auto tune bullshit. You know, I'll give you that because like, there's definitely a correlation between like what happens yep. in real time versus what happens. At exactly. That's why. That's why I speak on it so much. It does have importance. It's, it's you know definitely like the conscious idea for real. And not everybody wants to hear about me the whole time on the podcast. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I can only do so much, but like, you know what I'm saying? I want to let them know where I'm at mentally, too. Well, that's a great segue. Um, so, I want to talk to you, both of you guys, what you think about the hip-hop scene in Des Moines. Obviously, you can see that most of it in the media is still skewed towards two coasts, east and west. Can you tell me your opinion first, actually? Yeah, let's go down the line. You I want to hear your opinion first. Oh, from, an from, from an outside perspective, inside to inside outside. Yeah, yeah. So how I see it is there's a lot of potential, like like a inordinate amount of potential in Des Moines mm-hmm. for there to be like a great hip hop scene. Mm-hmm. Um, I see a lot of people who are in the game and who are really trying, and I really hope they get to that point. Um, I don't think we've hit our break point yet, but yeah. I think if you give it, if you look in the spectrum of like five ten years, I think we'll get there. I really do. Even though I feel like they've been saying that <laughs> for for a minute here in Des Moines, but I feel like they haven't had the people. I think they fell off a little bit. That like we can put together <laughs> to make it pop like that, because everybody's always been like, boom, click. This is the click. For real, I want to mention specific names off of that. Okay, um, go for it. People like Fly Life and the UVT Squad. Doing you know, great. Absolutely, I'm talking about absolutely amazing artists out of Iowa right now that have made fucking waves. The whole UVD squ- UVT squad, uh, us versus them. If you haven't heard of them, fucking look them up. Uh, Space, Space B-Well, Juliano Doc, B-Well, B-Well. Bags Marley, uh, yeah, the other Space too. The other, is that what uh, yeah, it's like Studhouse House Music and everything. Okay. These guys, I can't blame them for falling off because they're in like... A bunch of shit happened. A bunch of violence shit happened in the past, from what I've heard from people in the Des Moines scene. You know what I'm saying? And so they became to a more community standpoint, and like they got their own thing going now, and they're doing pretty good. And like there were so many people who didn't support them in the first place. People are way more into rap music out of Iowa now, and they never supported them in the first place. So I don't blame them from kind of fun. like they still do things for their community though. A B-Wild does shit for the schools and shit like that, and he. 
brings his people and, together. And Giuliano, but he did that whole. For real, exactly, exactly. I'm like that. That's just one example. They all do shit like this, and they do great shit like that for the community. But like. Uh, they do it for the community is what I feel like for the community that they came up out of and I feel like they've fallen off doing stuff for the rap community but I don't blame them or hate them for that I understand it because nobody supported them in the fucking first place people like me my age now that are coming up they don't even talk about them I'm one of the only ones that talk about them nobody yeah. talk about them and give them no respect and I did all my research on all them niggas and all of them fire then Uno Up Like Cuz Ace Forgiato your fucking Fly Life Space Juliano Dark Bags Marley The Girl Space I mean all these fucking uh, Splash Splashy G all these fucking OG's out of Des Moines that been doing that shit that never got the love that they should have gotten in the first place and they found love and they found money and success off of outsourcing they did, they did smart things, bro. They did smart. But we on a pioneership right now. We trying to bring Iowa together as a whole. And, and maybe they just never had that idea. And that's... And we are on some pioneership. Like, Lauren, he is yeah. my rap guy for Stutterbox. And I feel like we've came in and we, like, the reason we know Juliano Doc, the reason we know Be Well, like, it's because we came in and we started throwing underground rap shows. We threw Lyricism, which was dope. That was Juliano Doc. It didn't get the turnout because... Des Moines is not quite down with the underground. Mm-hmm. You know? Like they, yeah, they, they exactly. don't go out the, unless they know. The turnout the was fairly good for all the younger rappers, but then it yeah. wasn't as good for Giuliano. Oh, but Giuliano's had such popping shows. We're still toying the line between that like, that that middle aged like uh-huh. couple like kind mm-hmm. of city, you but know then, what I mean? Yeah, there was then, a gap. Then somewhere. we threw Trap House, which was all SoundCloud rappers and Austin Fillmore, and the, we okay. we had sixteen to like. 24 year olds in there the most young group i probably had at a show did super well with just like soundcloud rappers that lauren handpicked he did the research and he picked them there's not a lot of people going out and doing out there's not a there's lot of people, people i told that they weren't good enough to get on that show i straight up told them uh you're not good enough or i asked them do you think you can even sell the tickets because if you don't sell 10 tickets if you can't have 10 people show up to the show to see you then like you're not good enough there's people better than you out there and i'm not saying that i told them all too that that doesn't mean that you couldn't be good enough that means you ain't good enough right now no no and that's what people misconstrue is like it's not to like put you down it's to like mm-hmm. you check yeah like you know you really gotta be you really gotta be that person for you really real gotta be pushing it forward just because i won't let you on my fucking show you're gonna spend a lot of money on a fucking show i need my exactly. money back at least at least that i need like what i spent back so i'm not going fucking broke you know what i'm saying and hopefully enough that i could throw all the other artists money which i wasn't able to do you know what i'm saying unless yeah. everybody wanted three dollars it's like what they say about rock and roll, you know? I mean, it, that's the game. You for know, real. Play but with I, it. I still get in the don't. studio with them. You pay for the studio session, I'll get into the studio with you and spend as much time as you want there, and I'll put full work and heart into it, and I'll try to make the dopest song I can with you, make the dopest verses I can with you, and teach you what... I don't know how to teach, because I don't even know what I know yet. Yeah. Well, that's a big thing about like people who, you know, aren't necessarily able to put forth that kind of money to get into the game. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a struggle for them to be Which, able to I'm also that. down to like help people out in any way I can though too. Me and D yeah, sure. we're down 100%. to do that. 
It's just like I don't know. It's like um, I w- I went to college for one semester and I wanted to be a personal trainer, right? But I was really into powerlifting. I did powerlifting competitions, and there was so much work I wanted to do to do on myself. I didn't see the point in taking time to teach other people. I'm still learning so much about myself in this music. You know what I'm saying? I can't just take the time to teach everybody and be like, well, this is what you need to do to get prepared for the show. We're doing this for the fans. Exactly. Like we're trying to make something happen. Get some good pictures. Do a good performance show people who the fuck you are and i want to give people opportunity off of it but money fucking matters and the thing like just from my experience i've organized a lot of events and i've lost money like i love this shit and i've lost money to try to put on quality events like we don't skimp out on the production like there's always good lights there's always good sounds and it all really comes down to we're trying to connect with so many rappers and we just need to all put those collective efforts together. If you could get the rappers to get their crews to pop out to this event, we promise them a next event. Like I'm for good at yeah. that. I'm good at getting like for so. It, it really just takes do for us, and like we'll do for you. Scene. Yeah, exactly. like, but you know what the huge problem is? And people willing to do it. The problem is we still have work to do on ourselves. Blight's a straight exactly. A student exactly. in college. Yeah, She's yeah, still working on him. You're still working on you. Have Have either of you guys? lately heard any fucking collabs between like <laughs> Waterloo and Des Moines um uh let's say what what Cedar Falls is it out by Omaha Cedar Falls rappers in Des Moines like mm-hmm. uh Davenport rappers in Des Moines Iowa City in Des Moines vice versa all those things do you see those collabs you don't exactly you, that's the thing we, we could get to that point for real we're not big enough Chicago they can do that as a city they have exactly. millions of people we fucking don't get your shit together bro but, do but a collab there has been a couple steps uh, <coughs> King Lowe or King Lowe's just did King Lowe's did some, some shit with uh, King Tat King Tat King yeah, Tat King out of Tat, Waterloo which was huge for Iowa huge um, they also have out of Waterloo they have uh, Trick James he's huge yeah, he bro he got so many fucking plays and shit but like uh, and they're doing good like Trick James or somebody and King Tat too they've been doing their shit for a long time and they're two of the people that I kind of talk about with like the morning nobody showed them love when they fucking should have me I show love and I show respect and they're not a lot of real niggas like me that's what makes me a real nigga and that's why street niggas fuck with me and it's cause like they, they don't do that they're like, I don't give a fuck about them niggas I'm this new nigga I'm making money I got these nice shoes you know what I'm saying I live in my mom's basement but I got a nice car that she paid for half of it but I'm a flex like it's all mine. You know what I'm saying? The, them niggas off, bro. All the all yeah. these OGs out here that I spoke of earlier, they real as fuck. Well, the people are doing it for that. They're doing it for the wrong reasons. That's that's for the real, problem. This is all stemmed down from art. And if you like that's why if I can tell you're not speaking on like real stuff, if you're not speaking on it, like you just lose respect that way. But you do from some people, but you know how easy it is to get famous? Cause you know you wanna I I do my research the age range that gets people popping, ten years old to eighteen, that's an eight year gap ten years old because a lot of ten years old now have phones now they even they they even fucking like exactly yeah. bro their parents paying for an account but they listen downloading and listening I like that song mom and they do it you know what I'm saying you see little kids on Facebook live listening to gangster ass music I'm not gonna get into whether I agree with that or not but it's a fact you know what I'm saying yeah so yeah. that's where your plays are generating from bro like, well yeah that's a huge thing like with YouTube censorship and everything like. 
they were still trying to figure out that line. For real, <laughs> for know? real. You know what I'm saying? But we also need it. We also need it. But like, if you if you're like, wow, mostly people ten through eighteen are listening to me. They don't show that young because it's usually they're not ten years old setting up their own account. It's their parents, you know. But like, when you see that, if you make music like Drake. Left foot up, right foot up, slide, whatever the fuck it is. I ain't listened to it yet, you know what I'm saying? That yeah. shit is shit that is easy for them to find catchy and get into. It's easy as fuck. I can make that music so fucking easy. Y'all want me to make a Drake song? You leave it on the comments in this fucking podcast. And now I'll make, I'll make some shit like that. That is specifically just for all age ranges to bop to. I do the singing shit in a nice, sweet voice and everything. I'll do it. Fuck it, I'll do one. He His last interview, he played an acoustic version to like one of his songs just the guy came out just trying to like found out his beat played a whole acoustic version uh, we'll find the video dude the other day I was showing Blythe how I can sing Adele I heard that you <laughs> settled down if you heard me like project and use my diaphragm you could be like damn that nigga can really sing found a man and draw but whatever, we could continue though. <laughs> um, so I wanted to ask you, uh, you did, before all this coronavirus and all this crazy shit went down, and I kind of wanted to ask you guys' opinion just for content purposes. But before that, um, tell me about your, you worked, or you performed at Vaville Muse, right? Yes, sir. I've performed a vibe. Uh You talking about like right before the coronavirus? Yeah, show? that was yes, the performance sir. I was. I had a show. Was I, yeah, I opened up for Xavier Wolf, um, Jordy Flash, and Kill Phantom. We're also on that show. Shout out to both them niggas. Go stream their music. But uh, yeah, I did. You want? What, you <laughs> opened up for Riff Raff? Yeah, I did open up for Riff Raff. You want to know like about the show? Yeah, just like for like, like, you like you know, tell me about it. Like what? Like, what do you go into, like, being able to perform in front of those kind of people? Oh, uh, man, or, like, my shows and shit, I'm, it always depends on the crowd. You know what I'm saying? I'll come out there and put all of me out there into the first song every time. And if you don't feel it, I'm going to see that you don't feel it. Uh, Stevie Stone, that show, uh, shouts out to Nice Enough Entertainment. They used to be a road of hip-hop. The Nice Enough Entertainment, now my boy Justin Strawstone out of Omaha. They all called. Um, that show was kind of small. I feel like I had to do with time of year, weather, all that, a lot, and uh, but uh, people just wasn't really feeling my shit at that show, you know what I'm saying? So like, uh, I still gave it, you know, in respect to Justin, Justin Strawstone, dude who runs it. I love that man. He's got he he shows so much love to me. Jay Finch, they also love, but uh, it's like going into shows like that. It's like if they don't give me that love back, then like I it. Uh, sometimes, bro, like so, it's like Shame Rockin'. That was a Stutterbox show, even. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes I don't. I'll pay and I don't. You can't take a dub every time. You either you either take a dub, you take an L, or you get smart and learn a lesson off your L's. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So and and I learn a lesson every time. And so like what I'm like now, I almost asked him like, do I won't even want me to perform the next song. You know what I'm saying? Because they yeah, didn't because yeah. they didn't show it. That's like I prepare for it. Like I'm gonna just go out there and do me. I'm gonna be me. If they don't like me, I'll leave. You know what I'm saying? Because I don't give a fuck. Because somebody better be paying me either way because I know I sold tickets. <laughs> so, yeah. like. And this boy, Xavier Wolf, 
So lit up. That, that was a sold-out crowd, and there was already 100 people in there by the time Lauren went on. It, it was, was so ridiculous. But yeah, more it people got in there. It but I mean, fun. like, I got that video. I got this video. Where yeah, I was, like, yeah. told them all to turn their uh, phone lights on for the song, What the Fuck? And, like, they, they, I didn't know hardly anybody in this crowd, and there's people mosh-pitting, and they're going nuts. You know what I'm saying? So everybody dapping me up. I see people pushing each other out the way to dap me up on the stage. I'm like, I ain't even famous yet, but I give off that energy like they think I am. I'm like, I don't know. I like, when I'm on my way to the show, bro, I'm hanging out the window like, yo, I'm Lolo fucking savage. I got a show tonight. <laughs> Put the fuck up. I'm the best rapper in the morning. You know what I'm saying? Like, I be on that shit. I be yeah. in the mirror hyping myself up. Like, let's go, let's go, let's go. That's always the common trait, hyping yourself up, you know? Yeah. You got to do that. Um, So I wanted to ask you, um, we don't have to go too much into this. I was just kind of curious. Um. So, you know, there's a lot of shit with Corona going on right now. What's your guys' take on that? Uh, do you have anything to say about the coronavirus right now? I haven't really talked about it on my podcast for a hot minute. There so. is so much information going around. There's so many conspiracies going around. I think that the coronavirus is serious, and it's serious in the fact that old people, and, like, multiple people will say that. If you listen to Joe Rogan... Old people, people who have respiratory problems, that's their main thing. Exactly. But also, there is a lot going on. We got all shoved into our houses, and, like, instantly, and people were okay with it. And then we also, uh, like, I don't know, there's just been people, there's just been a, a lot going on outside of it, too. And now they're giving us money. Would you ever, like, the government gave us money for, like, the first time in our lives. Just started shipping out thousands to each person. Yeah. So, like... I th- there's definitely going to be a change in my music industry right now. I had to cancel two shows. Who knows if I'm going to be able to reschedule them? Festivals are all moving to September. Who knows if they're going to be able to um, have them? Bass Nectar, one of the biggest EDM icons in like the game, canceled all his events for 2020. So like, this stuff is serious to me yeah, because like yeah. ha- the effect that it's having on the economy and like the effect that it's having on the industries. But I also uh, they they. They've had stuff in order where they should have been ready for this. There, the cases were happening all over the world. Like, if you were paying attention, you should have noticed the trend that was happening in the cases in other countries. But they just ignored it. It seemed like they didn't bring in that extra stuff that we need because they almost wanted this to fail. Like, yeah. we're, we're America. We're the most like we are pride for ourselves on being rich and having the stuff that we need. But like, where were our ventilators? Like, aren't we ready for something like this? Especially if we saw the trend Facts. coming. I love like, this. Yeah, and that's like straight facts. Yeah. And there's just like so much going into it. Like, why weren't we ready? We're America and stuff like that. There's just the then, greatest country during, in the fucking world. During an election, Bernie Sanders, I'm going to drop out and help with the coronavirus. Oh, like. Nobody cares about it. Let's vote for Joe Biden. Yeah. And so it's just like all this random shit's happening. And Sounds there good, is there is yeah. more to it. I'll yeah, tell you I what. Dove in there for a so second, he, he dove into a different section that I'm going to dive into. He kind of dove into the, is the coronavirus real? Yeah, the coronavirus is real. Is, well, yeah. well, I think there's real. different types of coronaviruses, like uh, SARS and MERS. Hers is SARS and Mars. Mars and SARS. Well, that's so, what so I kind of I don't question. fucking know. That's but, why I question is like how... Dangerous. Yeah, sorry. So, like, is it really? This that's the thing. That's the thing here. That that my uh my point's gonna get specifically into that. Honestly, like, it's perfect. It's but it's it's not that dangerous for us. Uh huh. 
But for the people, like the young people and the old people that are just a social security check for the government, it's fucking perfect for them. That's why my parents, well, we're in that perfect age range. We're over 50. That's why we're so scared. You should be scared because it was made for people like you. Because y'all, they, for real, they make, my parents make enough money now, although that they lease a bunch of shit out, they make enough money that yeah. they have to pay into taxes. And they're still at the point where they're like, fuck, dude, I wish I got money from taxes. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so like, for real. Uh, you ever heard of the Rothschilds? Uh, oh, yeah. That sounds familiar. Yeah. The yeah. Rothschilds. They own, they own all the national banks. All the world. national banks yeah. in the world. Oh, yeah. If a country they're, they're has a national bank, like, they everywhere. own it. And uh, so uh, places like um, whatever country. Syria. Afghanistan, I think it was first. Uh, Iraq, Afghanistan, Iraq, whatever. Like, Saddam Hussein got killed. He was killed and hunted down because they had enough bad shit that he was doing, like morally bad shit. But the main reason is like, he wanted to use gold for his currency. Same thing happened in Syria then, too. Now, what happened before the coronavirus? France was rioting like a motherfucker. China. There's riots in Canada, China, Tokyo, the Philippines. There is riots all over the fucking world. And nobody is hating anybody. I saw people supporting France. I saw people supporting China that are from the state of Iowa, even on Facebook. They're sharing the videos like, let's go. Fuck your government. If they're not doing their doing you right, let's do it. Now, if you are the tippity top and you're above the countries, you can't have that. Everybody's banding together. We are the people. We have the numbers. We have the power. We drop whatever bomb you want. If you kill us all, you can't make any more money. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so they need us to hate it. Now what happened? Now the coronavirus comes, we're all stuck aside, and then what happens? The blame game. And so now the Chinese hate the Americans. Americans blame it on the Chinese. Russia is saying that we're not fit to be world leaders. You know what I'm saying? And it's, I think it's all the fucking game yeah, today. I want to end this off on like a positive note, like real quick. I was watching Joe Rogan and Danny. Or Danny. Hell yeah! I was watching their podcast the other day, and they spoke on this is eye opening. People have been stuck inside. They found out that like they've been. There's people who don't have, like, homes that, like, they need to have during these types of situations. So there's going to be a people who open their eyes and are like, Why, wh how have we been living this way? And, like, there's people that are going to change for the better. Technology has, like, taken over. Like, everybody's always in their phone in conversations. Exactly. Hopefully when you sit back and you've had only technology for a little bit, like, I feel like people are going, like, certain smart people are going to come out of this. Like, communication is key. Like, human communication, human connection is key. And I'm hoping There's going to be a big change. We're speaking on, like, I hope people do open their eyes to this. They want to get out. They want to be see their friends and family because this shit was crazy. And it should be an eye-opening experience. But we also need to be critically thinking at all times. Because ever since, exactly. like, Facts. It, it, the last 2001, ever since 9-11... It's just built, built, built. And there is a consciousness that people are getting now, and they're seeing this. And the government's losing trust. And that's why this is as big as it is. Right this now. is so important to us, too. The Studbox Productions may be throwing parties and doing music, and we're so big into the music community, but this ties into us. This ties into us. Music is fucking life, dude. Music is something that gives people a path and gives people an opening and takes them away. People that are in their houses stuck right now and fucking yeah. getting abused and shit, whether it's sexually or just physically, like getting beat yeah, the fuck up. Abuse. Music <laughs> might be a fucking escape for them exactly. a lot most yep. people too music and not just music art 
maybe right. painting, yeah. drawing, writing. Way out exactly. Yeah. Whether it's a book, whether it's a painting or woodwork or whatever, that's all art. Bro, you're not just an artist just because you make music. You're an artist because whatever you do, you do it with passion. You do it with love. You do it with your whole fucking heart and your whole fucking soul, bro. You put everything into it. You know what I'm saying? You could put emotion in the painting. I'd be tripping on acid before and I look at a painting and I'm like, I feel that. I feel that. Fuck you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, and it's like, people don't, people don't look at that. But what you're saying, I get what you're saying, but what the scary part is, the majority ain't gonna believe us. That no. we, we think that way. All three of us get what he's but saying. The majority but is getting slimmer. Day by day. That's why they're all going to yeah, vote for Joe yeah. Biden or Donald Trump and stay at a, instead of saying, we don't need a president. We're, we are the people. We should be the ones voting to veto something. If something gets vetoed, it should be an all-out registered American vote that should be voting to veto that. Lauren plans on running for governor too. So this will be the first. I'm not fucking kidding. I'm not fucking kidding, bro. 2027, I'll I'll be 30 years old and I can run for governor, win or lose. I can run for governor, but I'm gonna. My message to the people is: remember, we got the fucking power, bro. This country was built. Our government, more importantly, was built by the people for the fucking people. Power to the states. Power to the people. If our state needs to change something, governor or not, Kim it should Reynolds. be. A, a, <laughs> we she, need to require Kim everybody to smoke two grams a day. Well, right, daily. right. We we could have had medical marijuana legalized in Iowa right now, but Kim Reynolds vetoed it. If she wants to, oh, ve- yeah, right. automatically, if a governor wants to veto something, there should be an all-out registered voter vote. I bet like, Kim if you're Reynolds registered to vote and you so can vote, vote. So that, yeah, well, she can't veto it now. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Why the fuck? That, like, and like, there's so, but also it's kind of our fault too because so many young people don't get into that voting. But it matters for us. It matters for all us artists, bro. Most of us artists going to be criminals in a systematic order. In a systematic law, like in their paperwork, we criminals, most of us. Well, I think that's the big problem is like, despite what side you're on, if you have like abstract or like, outside worldly views you get condemned immediately doesn't matter what side of the spectrum you're on if you have something that doesn't really go with the curve you're automatically kind of condemned i'm that's guilty of that sometimes too we're all guilty everyone of that yeah exactly that's the thing everyone is even if i've disagreed with you though before unless you said something like true even some people that have said some truly hateful things to me dude you know what i'm saying i'd give my fuck a life for them if i meant like protecting them for like the greater good like the true fucking greater good you know what i'm saying exactly every Every person on this planet is fucking great and holds so much talent and is so amazing. I should never let anybody hold them back. But you're all also pieces of shit at the same time. For real. Does that make sense? Forget that. For real. Don't forget, you're still a fucking piece of shit, dude. For real. Yeah, no matter how great you are, no matter how great and egotistical I am, I'm still a piece of shit sometimes, yeah, too. Yeah, in the know, grand scheme of things. Yeah, dude. I do some badass shit sometimes. Blight blows up the fuck sometimes. I blow up. I'm sure you blow up, too. <laughs> Everybody does that. Yep. For real. Exactly. Um, so, just a couple more questions before we finish this off here. Um, what's the future for Lolo Savage and Blight look like? What do you guys got coming up? In the near future, you got any projects? You got any? One I mean, day, one day, me and Lauren are gonna put something out. But we've got some projects for Lauren. Lauren has been working on an album called Unstable, which I'm not gonna talk about too much because he can explain it more. But this album, is tell him about, tell him about like 
where because like before you know Stutterbucks was really an EDM path tell, tell them about like what we want to do through Stutterbox with okay, the hip hop scene okay. now yeah. through Lolo Savage. Yeah, yeah. Over Get into like that. the last okay. couple of years, it started off with EDM. But Lauren, I've always, I've always felt his dream, and I've always felt he's had the talent. So back in the day, we were in Oski, and we were doing some hood rat shit in his apartment where Stutterbox started, and like that's where he got, that's where he got his start from, and like that's where we wanted to get him to. And now we're at a point where we moved up to Des Moines. We got our own place together. Lauren has made like some great connections with somebody who can produce his beats, someone who can engineer his tracks. Like Lauren has came out and he's done all that. And with this Unstable album, it's talking about more the emotions of what he's went through. Not just this like recently, but over like the last two years. And everything in there is going to tell about a different emotion that he went through. There's songs about his girls in there. There's songs about his best friend dying in there and how he felt about that. There's some turn-up songs in there. Like, he goes off the wall. This is ten tracks of straight him and the homies getting together and, like, seeing his vision and putting it forth and honestly i'm super stoked i think it's gonna be one of the best projects that's came out in des moines i loved his blacked out ep but we saw where we could go from there and that was a good like EP. This, yeah that was a great ep honestly for like a first one but his first album with 2020 we don't know when it's gonna be done we just know that it's gonna be done and released in 2020 he's got some hot singles that are different that people are gonna groove to, and he's got some plans, but I wanna pass it off to Lauren so he can talk about the unstable album of his point of view. Yeah, Before yeah, I go into it. too much into depth about the album, I'm sorry for tearing up a little bit, bro, but like, <laughs> you know this it, song that I got on my album called Up Late, I performed it a couple times, you know what I'm saying? It is about my best friend that got shot and killed when he was 13, and that shit hit me, and sometimes a nigga cry about it, but Jimmy Wapo said it right, I ain't no bitch, you know what I'm saying? They don't know somebody bleed every time I drop a tear, nigga, fuck you. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I get mad about that shit, but, like, that shit hit me. Sometimes I cry on stage when I perform that song live, bro. But rest in peace to my best friend, Brandon Michael Bunnell. He taught me a lot of different ways that he didn't need to teach me when I was so young. But he always had my back. But uh, um, on top of this stable on on top of this unstable album, uh, G7 and D-Lo, the Don, have done so much work on this. D-Lo does all my mixing and recording, and G7 does all my, almost all the producing on the album. Yeah, we're gonna have uh, both those artists on in the for podcast real. in this month. For real. And that's, that's fuck, I love that you're gonna have them on, because they done so much work for me. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And like I said earlier, we're gonna definitely gonna have an episode where we get fucking everybody. For you know, sure. Like a four plus but, uh, commentator deal. We're gonna this, get this unstable album man it's just something different like people don't get it there's people here in Iowa with albums out already you know what I'm saying and they got these albums out that really don't mean nothing so many of them uh, I'm not gonna say anybody specific but even some of the OG's you got an album for nothing an album's supposed to be for sale it's supposed to have a whole purpose and a meaning you know what I'm saying this is the unstable album it's about being mentally unstable and emotionally unstable because that's what I feel like I am and it, it, it's a it's about me making the worst parts of myself kind of fun and like making it relatable like you could feel me I, I could feel you too and like we gonna be okay 
You know what I'm saying? You're not yeah. the only one that goes through these emotions. Like, I got a song called Wash Away about to it was drinking too much. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, rock hard out of the shell, but inside I still got these feelings and shit like that. Like, it's not like that low, low, savage shit that, like, you're going to expect. It's like a whole different side of me. This shit got true fucking meaning. It makes sense from first track to last track. And I mean, I don't put. So much heart and soul into this fucking album is fucking unbelievable. I done tore my whole brain up. Think about this album. I feel like I destroyed a part of myself to try to make this album. And like, yeah. that's what a lot of niggas don't do. That's the important part. Yeah, you definitely feel like you're taking a really personal toll and like really, you know, taking a part of yourself and ripping it out of you. And For real, I'm trying to think about the worst parts of myself. You know what I'm talking Like talking yeah, about how I'm paranoid about and talking about how I'm unstable. Talking about how I'm sorry. Talking about all the guilt and the addiction, all that shit. And like the girls that fucking down fucking my head and shit like that. Yeah. And it's like taking out all the worst parts of myself and all that bad shit that I've been through that makes me want to just snap the fuck out and like trying to lay it out in the platform that like I feel your pain like. Like, I posted a status just, like, yesterday or today. I don't even remember because I'd be drunk so much. But I'm like, let me take your pain for you. You know what I'm saying? Let me take your pain for you. Or let me feel it for you so you can move easy. Because I'm a strong motherfucker, bro. I be doing that shit. Like, vent to me. Let me tell you why you don't need to vent type of shit. And let me just take it off your shoulders. And like, I'll carry it, bro. I'll carry it. I'll carry all that weight. I'll carry all that struggle for everybody. The whole fucking world, bro. Even them people I love, them people I hate, and the people that are in between, I'll do it for everybody. And, like, that's what this... That's, like... Like, I don't know. That's, like... it's I, So many people with the name Lola Savage, like, oh, oh he think he a gangster. He think he a G. <laughs> well, you know what? I grew up with street knowledge, and I grew up in a fucking trap, and I ain't no bitch-ass nigga. You know what I'm saying? I'm not afraid to take a motherfucking life because my life matters before yours every fucking time. And, like, uh, it's so, like... It's just... It's bringing out a whole whole different side of myself nobody in iowa has made an album like the album i'm about to release and that's a fact well fuck i'm excited man i mean and, you know that's not really like a basis for like you know lolo savage like who's gonna fucking like who like who's really gonna go up and argue against you you mm-hmm. know oh you'd be surprised i mean i mean sure i'm sure that i'm sure that happens but i mean but fuck, we got it. We got it. No worries. There's like most of the time they just end up looking dumb, anyways. I, exactly. All the, but the most thing that matters to me is most of the time the OGs in the game they get me. The people that's been here and shit like that. And I like all these niggas fake as fuck. <laughs> they so fake. Exactly. What you want me to wear Supreme for? I can hardly afford that <laughs> shit. I got bills. I'm trying to be out of debt so that when I'm 35 and popping, you know what I'm saying? Exactly. Maybe I got a kid or two and I got a wife and we going on crazy vacations. Well, I'm 35 in the ocean, you know what I'm saying? Uh, without a care in the world. You 23 in the ocean without a care in the world, but you're going to be broke in the next four years. You know what I'm saying? I'm trying to invest. I'm trying to build something. I make my first million type of shit. Like, I want to buy an apartment building so that I can invest and make money off of it and also have yeah. a roof for any nigga that I care about that maybe needs some financial help. You know what I'm saying? Put them to work. You can get a job through me. I need my lawns taken care of. I need windows replaced and all that shit. Uh, dishwashers fixed. All that shit. And I, I, I want to create jobs. And shit. I, I'm on some like Kanye West, Jay Z type of shit. And that's what those niggas don't understand. That what that's what places me in a completely different category than any fucking nigga in this entire state. This boy cares. I slept on his couch for 
separate months at a time, dude. And that's why, I, like, I fuck with him to the death, dude. He's cared for me, and I'll always care for him. Like, this man really cares about who's riding with us. And if you, you show us love... It's not like we're going to be an asshole to you. That's not us. We're going to show you love right back. But if you show us hate, like the way that we were raised, where we came from, we're not taking shit from you. And we might even be cool after we explain it, like, and see you in person, because then they're going to be like, oh, yeah. And that's how it goes. For real. I'm always keeping a buck with you. I told a homie the other day, I got a homie and I got another homie. They're both my homies. But when it comes to them together, one of them people ain't never going to think about the other person like I think about that person you know what I'm saying they ain't yeah. never gonna level with them on the same factor I told that nigga that because it's like bro you gotta understand that like not just because you know what I'm saying not everybody groups up like that just because I like that nigga like that and he likes me like that doesn't mean he's gonna like you like that and I like you like exactly you know, it's not the, it's not the same thing people got their own People got their own past and their own trips. I'm going to always keep it a buck with everybody. That like It's all that shit that puts me like way outside of the category of everybody yeah. else. You got to keep it in mind, you know. You got to keep in mind who you're working with, who's all around, all that. And then when I hear about music, too, they don't expect me to be like that. They make so much judgment on my music and say <laughs> that I'm like this and like that. And it's and like, for real, it's like, y'all ain't even actually listening. They, they never ask me no questions. No questions. They just say... Are we about to have Lauren lay down a freestyle? Uh, so I, w- you you uh you got ahead in my brain right there. Uh, yes, we are at some point. But I did want to ask you uh one more, th- both you guys, I guess, uh-huh. one more thing. Um, I like to ask everybody this, especially people who are involved in the uh, hip hop artist kind of sphere. Uh-huh. Um, tell me about some of your acid. Um, mushroom slash um, <laughs> marijuana experiences. Pause. Because we can cut it right there. Right after you just finish that question. <laughs> right, right after you finish that question, we can pause. I gotta piss. <laughs> okay, alright. Right. We're gonna come right back to that. You okay, could, I was gonna say, I could tell mine. You I can start talking you, first, I but... I, okay, okay. Actually, it might look funny. It might look fucking hilarious, too, if you cut it right there. And then I just pop back up. Well, here, Blythe, you, is it like a substantial story? Well, it's, yeah. a, it's a substantial story. It's some like, I've had some trips that I, I'm not going to go too deep on you, but I'm going to like tell you some trips that I've had at some festivals this you, year. That as long like as it fills up his, his time. Oh yeah. It's, so it. I've been traveling festivals for a lot of years, right? And at first I wouldn't take acid. Like, I think it was like my fourth festival. I finally took like a half tab and trip there and in that experience when you travel have you been to music festivals you know that's one of the things i have not indulged in quite honestly yet. you should whether it's like 515 alive whether you don't like camping but camping i would suggest because i've met so oh, many yeah. people and that's like the funny thing about festivals too you meet so many people with like same faces you're, and right. you're just like what's what's going on <laughs> in the world what's going on in the world so like this summer i went to a couple different festivals um the first one was infrasound and this is like an underground festival that's been going on for 14 years. Like some people in Minnesota have been putting this on. One of the biggest EDM producers, underground EDM producers, Tipper, who's kind of got a little more mainstream but still held his roots. It's like one of his festivals. So I accidentally took a whole five strip that one of my homies gave me because I've taken acid before. But Wait, the, so a strip, like 10 tabs? Uh, a five strip. Okay, so oh, it'd be, five, it'd be okay. half a strip, my bad. So I took, okay. I took half a 10 strip and I okay. thought I could manage my way through that. 
So at this festival, I hey, yeah. up... keep telling the story. I'm gonna take a piss. No, you're good. You're good. So at this festival, um, little little technical swing. But at this festival, uh, yeah, you know how it is. Like I started seeing colors, but this acid put me on certain paths where I was walking around this festival and I like had an, almost no control of what I was doing. Um, and I felt like I was just seeing things that like down straight lines and down like a spiral that kept taking me down a spiral and I kept following this path. Did you ever feel like you were falling? Sorry, I'm not trying to interrupt you. No, here. no, you're good. I mean, there's a few times where I was fine, but like the main thing that was creepy about it, I got to this after party and it was a silent disco and I literally felt like there was people around me. I couldn't walk right. I couldn't walk left. The people around me were fucking with me so that they'd only let me walk this certain path. And it was a spiral. And I know, like, spirals, like, it's like one of those things with the universe. I'm not exactly yeah. sure, so I can't speak on it. But I kept walking a spiral until I got to the front stage. And I felt like I was supposed to be seeing something. But I didn't. And I was so spun out that I just walked backstage. And, I, like, I recognize a few people because I'm in the industry. And they're probably looking at me like I'm spun out. But I just keep walking this spiral because, like, that's what my, my mind tells me to do. But, like, I can't go any other directions. Which leads me to my next festival. Because I calmed down and it wasn't as intense. So I went to a con music festival. And it was funny because the weeks up to the event, I kept telling everyone, I'm going to die here because... I've been a Wakan fan since it first started. Like, I went to Suboctive in 2017, and that was, like, the original Wakan Fest. I had, like, Liquid Stranger, Space Jesus, Bleed Blue, but honestly, I had a better lineup than Wakan Fest. So, it was, like, the second honestly, day... Honestly, it did. I remember looking at that. Yeah, that, that lineup was intense. So, it was the second day of Wakan. Um, Truth and Schlump were playing, and my girlfriend talked me into dosing a tab, even though my one infrasound shit happened and I was kind of I was kind of scared about it but I only took one so I thought it was going to be fine so we get through the truth set which was barely a set I was watching some weird shit happen the whole time love truth <laughs> truth yeah he'll he love fuck I saw him sober truth, be ready but he's going to fuck with you dude I saw him sober and he fucked me up yeah, I was completely real. sober and he fucked me up it's like they're not even dancing there's like random shit like Random spirals did again. Okay, so my girlfriend really wanted a chair between sets. And I was like, I don't want to get up because I was scared. Like, I was like, I was there back at the infrasound. And like, as soon as we stood up and walked, the path behind us closed. And I was back to the spot where I was being led by all these shiny lights and wooks down a certain path. So I was walking through the crowd and what I saw in front of me wasn't in front of me because I saw a clear path but I was tripping over people sitting on couches. Like, my visions were so fucked up that, like, I was not seeing in front of me. I was tripping over people on couches. And then, like, we got, we finally got out, and we got out to the campgrounds, and I walked these camp. It was day two or three. So I walked these campgrounds. I'm really good with my routes, but I couldn't figure it out. Luckily, I had my girlfriend with me. We were both hooked on arms. I felt liquid. I felt like me and my girlfriends were like liquidy connected. And this whole walk back, I kept like turning around and spinning. I had no control over where I was walking. So then Haley finally navigates us back to our camp. And I get there and there's so many of my homies. And they all like start firing off random like festival talk because everybody's a little high. And everything was like clicking with me in a certain way. 
and I kept looping down shorter and shorter and following that same spiral back to my camp until I got to the middle of my camp. And I was at a point where like everybody talking to me, I felt like the universe was talking to me and they were saying things like, did you have a good run? They're like, is this it? They're like, security's really tight up there. I don't know if you're gonna make it back. And they were saying shit like that. And I kept spinning, my loops kept spinning shorter and shorter. And there'd be times that like, I just yank a cigarette from somebody who was passing it because I was like, this could be my last cigarette. And like, dude, and I like huffed it down. And then finally I laid down on the ground, dude. And it got to a point where my loops got so smaller. I forced myself to shake and have a type of seizure on the ground. And I thought that was life telling me this was it for you. I thought I died on a seizure, but I shook. And then I woke up, and it was just those two festivals, the shit that I saw, the shit that I heard people say around me, me getting led by all these people in shiny lights to where they wanted me to go. I had no other, I couldn't have ran back to the festival. Like, and it was off one tab. So I haven't touched acid since then. I used to. Damn, used how to long ago was that? I that was would have been, that that been October of last year at Wakanfest. And it was so weird because I, I was just joking around. Wait, like, so October of last year? October of last year. Okay. Yeah, so that I've told like a bunch of people that. And I hope that somebody hears this and like. Because there's a lot of psychonauts out there who, who could probably explain like the type. People have like the same type of trips and I've connected that nah thing. that probably won't make as much sense as you though cause a lot of them are yeah, way I'm more trying, fucking gone buddy I'm trying to make as much sense out of it as I can but there's been times where I'm on acid at music festivals people are like weird people I feel like I'm in a whole nother dimension cause everybody's so yeah. much like everybody you want me so weirder people life. though than you meet at EDM and festivals they have flow toys and I felt like the people with the flow toys were just like directing me like an airplane <laughs> where I was going. And this was one of the most, I can't explain it, but though that like acid moment was like, that was my, people say ego death. And that I don't believe that's the same thing they say about mine. I still have like, there's still ego. Like, I still feel like I'm Austin Blythe. I didn't kill my ego or anything, but like, it was I think one that's of those like over where, where I was like, life said they were going to take it away from me, but they were fucking with me. Like the I, universe was fucking with me, and then yeah. brought me back to just you like. You talked to anybody? I think it's like a. Do you have any for it? What? Uh, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you, oh, but for real, in my in mine, it was kind of suppressed at first. You talked to anybody is a question of God, and I was like, no. But I was like, in my head, I was like, I'm not, I'm not sure. I I kind of think I did yeah. talk to somebody. Did you talk to somebody, bro? Did Dude, you hear a I, voice? It wasn't. It wasn't. I was talking to somebody. Everybody around me was the universe talking yeah. to me, and I'm not. I don't. It's my dad's a Baptist preacher. I don't believe in Christianity. I don't believe. I'm not an atheist. <laughs> oh, I'm not an atheist. You're somewhere in between. Yeah. There's universe and the shit that I've seen on psychedelics, and like the like how I've gotten spoken to <sighs> on it, like that. There's like shit I can't explain. I know that like something's gonna happen. I don't know what it is, but like I'm not an atheist. I don't believe in yeah. Christianity, but like shit's wild in life, and you'll figure that out if you like dive down. Don't dive down too much. They <laughs> no, can fuck you up. But that's like, definitely true. Yeah, um, like whatever, whatever, like mindset you take on that. I mean, life and is it crazy. is about how you go into it and stuff, and how you th and how you think about it. So, but like, I I have tripped around a lot of people, and I can compare my trip similarly to other people and what they say and like how they're going through their shit. So like. Acid is a crazy drug, and like you sh probably should do it because I really think it opens up a mind. But don't dive yeah. as deep if you don't want to. I did. I'm, I was young and dumb. I dove deep and like. Yeah, that's the thing. You don't want to abuse it. It's like anything, you know, uh, 
talking to people, it's like, you know, you need to respect the drug. You need mm-hmm. to respect LSD or respect LSD. You need to respect mushrooms, whatever you're taking. You need to like respect it for what it is and like take it for what it is and like, you know, have a plan, not planned out, but like you need to have an idea of what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. You need to be using it for a purpose. Exactly. The only you know. time I seriously had a bad trip, yeah, I yeah, only took one tab. I was just talking to Blythe about this, honestly, when we was off camera. I was kind of like, I, he said I need to make a song about it, and I was like, shit, I don't know. You know i saying? He's the only person now that I ever told that I said. Uh, so, like, I was at my homie's place. I had been feeling a pain in my right side, like right under my ribs for some reason. I don't, I don't know for what reason I was feeling the pain or anything, but I felt this really bad pain. I was tripping hard as fuck. And, like, I loved acid. So, my am I, like, ah, dude, this shit hurts so bad. Like, it does not feel right. I almost felt like I needed to go to the doctor or some type of shit. But I ain't say nothing to nobody because I ain't no bitch, I guess. Whatever, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Now I would say something, but whatever. Then it's too bold, too powerful. And, like, I was sitting in this chair. I was leaning over, you know what I'm saying? Maybe it's a muscle trying to stress. I feel this big-ass pop in my side. And, like, it felt like it came from my insides and everything. And, like, I think I, like, I don't know. Maybe I just got, like, anxiety after that. I don't know, bro. But then I go outside because I started sweating so bad. It's the middle of winter. It's, like, negative one degrees outside. And I go outside because I'm, like, dude, I got to cool off. I'm sweating so bad. And I go out there. And next thing I know, everything dark. And I, like, ah. It's so hard to talk about, bro. It's so hard to talk about because it's so weird. You don't have to get into anything. Like, I want to, though, but it's just hard. It's like, I was talking to, like, somebody. You know what I'm saying? He never proclaimed himself. And it's like, he wasn't wasn't even there. It's like he's there, but he's not there. I can hear him. I can feel him. It's weird, bro. It's not like I could tell you exactly what he looked like. And he told me what he want. If you give me your soul, I can have it. Or you can have it. I told him what I wanted. And the next thing I know, I, I got these wings that grow out of me. I mean, like, I could feel them, bro. This was the most vivid dream I ever had. And I could feel them. I was flying. I was really flying. And then they went away. And I started falling. Everything's black. I can't see nothing. I can't even see my arms and hands. <coughs> I'm swinging my arms around the shit. And I can feel my hands hitting stuff. And and since I've talked to friends that were inside that could hear me out on the porch, they said they heard stuff knocking around. So they could hear my arms banging into, like, the chairs on the porch and the table and shit while I was laying on the ground, probably flopping around and shit. And I'm falling. I can feel that I'm falling. So I'm trying to find something to grab. And all of a sudden, I can see everything. But I'm, like, right backside up. It's weird, bro, because when it was dark, I felt like I was falling to my back. And then when I'm right side up, I can see everything. And, like, I eventually, like, slam my hands to the ground. I'm like, bro, you tripping. Get a fuck a hold of yourself. <laughs> For real. Like, you really tripping. Yeah. Get a fuck a hold of yourself. You got this. And I'm like, Calm down. I'm like, I got this. I got this. I got this. I go to stand up. I use the chair to help me get myself up. I fell right back down, bro. Like, my insides felt empty. I wiped my head. And I was sweating. My head was wet. I was like, why the fuck am I sweating, bro? It's the middle of winter. You know what I'm saying? I felt like my ass was just in hell. You know what I'm saying? Like, it was like, damn, it's literally hot as hell out here. And, like, nobody, like, really took me seriously, though. Everybody was tripping aside. They all started laughing. But, like, I'm telling you, bro, like, it's like the, it's like the devil been on my shoulder ever since telling me every move to make. 
And it's like, ever since then, it's like, I'm going to get exactly what I asked for. But sometimes along the way, it's like I lose everything I ever cared about. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes I had these dreams and shit and these, like, visions, like, daytime visions when I'm awake. Like, I lived out, outlived all of my friends. I'm old. I'm shaky from being an addict and shit. Yeah. I feel crazy and shit. Everybody think I'm crazy. And all my friends already gone. And I would live their whole full fucking successful lives. And I'm just there by myself. And I see this vision so much, bro. And it's so crazy because I be seeing these visions. that now are true. Exactly what we said what we was going to do with the music. And, like, I think I'm ready to say it and everything. It's like. I asked him for everything. He said, what do you want? You give me your soul, I can have it. I told him, shit, I want everything. I want it all. I want it all. I want the fame. I want the power. I want the money. I want the women. I want the jewelry, the clothes, the cars. I want it all. And it's crazy how fast everything falls into place now. It's been two years, bro. Look at all the niggas that blew up. Look at their first music when they dropped their first song. It's been two years. And the whole city think I'm from Des Moines. The whole city think I'm from Des Moines. And I ain't even from here, dog. And I got the key right now. What the fuck? Stop playing with me. I'm as big as the biggest artist in Des Moines that get a thousand more plays every song than me. Yeah. And they still all know me, though. They still all know me, even if they don't play my music. They still talking about they me. They know they all know me. They all know who Lolo. I don't know Lolo Savage, but I heard of him before. Hey, you're Lolo Savage. I get people that add me on Snapchat every day, Instagram, Facebook, talking about me, trying to get me to listen to that music. Let me get in the studio with you. Give me a feature, and I be ignoring them and shit. Cause I'm like, fuck you, nigga. You didn't even ask me about my day first, how yeah, I'm doing right? mentally. And like, but like, you don't want to combo with somebody who's not on that level with you. For real. If you if you ever add me on any social media, and the first thing you do before asking me any type of question or having any type of conversation, you send me something about your music, I'm going to ignore that shit. I'm not even going to give you the respect to tell you to suck my dick. I'm a, I'm a, For real, because that's what I tell most people. That's like my slogan, suck my dick. I got it on my Facebook page. You don't like me, suck my dick. But like... My, if I don't even tell you suck my dick and I just straight up open your message and don't ever respond, fuck you. That's a straight up <laughs> fuck you, bro. For real, for real, for real. Because, like, niggas be doing that to me. Don't send me your fucking link. In my, I ain't in no position to put anybody on. I'm trying to put myself on. Niggas don't believe in me in the hundreds right now, you know? Yeah. So. Um, well, you seem really prolific, prolific right now. I think it's a perfect opportunity if you're down. Are you down to drop some freestyle? Is that something you're able to do? How do you feel about it? Let that? me hear a beat. You, uh, just, drank the, several you beats. just drink the rest of my whiskey, homeboy. What kind of oh, beat you want? That's all right. Uh, put on a J. Cole type of beat. Oh, J. Cole. Yeah. I mean, I, Says J. Cole type of beat. Yeah. It's got, you see the whole You ever had anybody freestyle on here before? Just do the seven. What is it? The seven fingers? Uh, J. Cole. Cover every beat. Yeah, there you go. So yeah, I like the Fear, J. Cole. Morning sun, run away. What are you thinking? Fear? Wait, morning sun? Let me hear that shit. Writing's not that easy. Not that. But grammarly. <laughs> <laughs> it's all great. Y'all always gonna let that ass. Um, okay, what, before we get into this, like I said, you want to ask one thing, guys. I, I never asked you this. What's oh, like yeah. your influence? 
like, who are the artists that you look up to? Who do you inspire by? Like, what's what's going on with all that? Man, bro, my biggest inspiration, my biggest is Brandon. Cause I miss that nigga every day, bro. I swear to God, like, I swear to God, I miss that nigga every day. I wish you could have got old. He told me about all the shit he was gonna do when he was older and shit, and he gone, and he ain't never get the get the opportunity to live that type of lifestyle. So over any artist and any person that's alive today, you know what I'm saying? That man was 13 when he died. And I call him man now because he would have been grown, you know. And he yeah. he just like. Knew some, he knew some that a lot of other people didn't, and I feel like he instilled whatever he knew that a lot of people didn't. I feel like he instilled it in me, and in his death, I gained that, that sense and that ability. I know it's not crazy. I'm not. I don't believe in Christianity either, but I'm still spiritual, and like. Uh, I, did, I feel like he did that for me. I feel like he's with... I keep a picture of him when he was a kid. It was like the day before he got shot. And I keep a picture of him on my dresser. You know what I'm saying? I look at him all the time while I'm about to go to sleep. That That's like my main inspiration right there. Like nobody can top that inspiration that I get right there. Well, hey. That's uh, that's really powerful, man. For real. It's, a, it's inspiring. Um, yeah. I don't know. We can try this beat. Otherwise, I got a couple... Can you turn the beat up at all in the headphones? Maybe. I think, it, I think it's just starting out really quiet. Let me hear it real quick. Taylor. Taylor. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Let me tell you about my life. Sometimes I want to cry. Sometimes I want to die. Shit. They don't know about my tears, they don't know the way I ride, they don't know about my pride. Shit, it's hard to let that shit go. Yeah, but I know a nigga about to blow. Yeah, I put one in your dome. Yeah, if you complain on my phone, don't you ever go and do me wrong. I'm about loyalty and pride and respect. Yeah. Every time I hop up on the air the way, you know I do my best. Yeah. Shit, I can't. I think I'm too drunk to freestyle right now. <laughs> I feel like I can't hear the beat enough. You know what I'm saying? I feel like, for real. Every time I hear the beat, you know what I'm saying? I'm hearing my voice over the beat, and I think that's my main problem right now. Well, that was. I mean, that was good, but I it guess. Was alright. You know what I'm saying? Right. It's just like it. It gets hard to keep the. No, I didn't mean to put any pressure on you. I just like. No, nah, you ain't putting too much pressure because I can freestyle, and even if I do a freestyle, if it's not like mm, that freestyle wasn't all that, I'll tell you like that was a one out of ten. You know what I'm saying? But it's just yeah. like, yeah, we, if we get something worked out here, where I can like really hear that fucking beat when I'm spinning, so I can, cause like I hear the bass, but then when I start spinning, I don't hear it, or I don't, yeah. I still hear it, but I don't feel it. But if I can feel that bass, it was like. Well, hey, that was, yeah, that was a solid 40, at least 48 bars in my book. For so. real. Um, I even got that, like, I feel like I could spit that shit with no beat. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't even need a beat. I go facing my feet. Every time I hop on tracks, niggas call me a freak. Man, they get into my mental and them niggas don't speak. They want to run away from me because they think I'm a creep. Shit. Well, I am. I'll shower on the daily. If a nigga want a verse or a show, he gotta pay me. Yeah. Fucking these bitches don't need no baby, but I hardly use a rubber. I come inside them. 
fuck it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I, I said, fuck it, they ladies. They want my dick anyways. If they want it, they gotta pay. Better take me out on a motherfucking dinner date. <laughs> Cause I ain't about to pay for shit. I'm a real nigga. I'm pretty. Got a good smile and I can spit. Ha <laughs> shit, I sell my soul, I'ma be rich The devil speaking on my shoulder, he say real shit He told me every move to make and I'ma get it, bitch <laughs> hey, I don't need no fucking paddock all that on my wrist I don't need no diamond chains, I don't need no Gucci Everybody talk to me, they say that I'm Lucci Y'all know who Lucci is, look him up Hey, there you go This fucking bar is right here Um... I think this is a good place to end it. Yeah, definitely. Don't you think? Go with it. I think we'll be good. Um, it's been a pleasure hanging out here today with Lobo Savage and Blythe. Um, yeah. I've been looking forward to this episode for like four plus weeks. weeks. This is fun, dude. Uh, this is fun as fuck. I think it's going to be like great. It. All right, I'd just like to, can I get a couple shots out? So, sure, go for it. All you out here listening, follow our brand starter box For real, we're unstoppable, you guys. The Stutterbox Productions team is unmatched in, uh, we're unmatched in talent, we're unmatched in personality, and we're unmatched in the ability to turn the fuck up. Hell. If you want to party with somebody, come and party with us. <laughs> Alright, you heard it here first, folks. Have a great night. We're going to have uh, Koi Fresh, or Koi, Koi Fish. Beach. Koi Fish. An asshole, uh, I guess. But no, Koi Fish, uh, he's gonna be on Thursday, Friday, whatever. Whenever that's gonna come out, um, it's gonna be a great episode. We have a lot more coming up this month. Keep in touch, keep in tune. It's gonna be great. Real, keep it fucking real. That's and the... subscribe to this motherfucker's page. Exactly. Taylor McAllister King. Hours. Yeah. McAllister Hours. I'm on. Where yeah, this, hours. Is the, this is what we're playing right now. I'm on Twitter, I'm on Instagram, I'm on YouTube, I'm on everything. And if you don't follow them, now I don't fuck with you. <laughs> Hell yeah. Alright guys, have a great night. Get some sleep, all that shit. Drugs are cool. Peace out. Have a good one.